welcome back to Reviews, comma, comeuppance. This is Brett from said comeuppance reviews podcast <laughs> talking first before the other two. Yes. <laughs> time, interesting intro. This is the time, man. We're back. And we have the D, the T, the V, and the C, Matt Poirier. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good, good. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I understand you guys have some stuff to throw at me, and uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. But I understand, Ty, that you didn't want this podcast to go by without yes. you singing some well, of the great I, John Farnham. And yes, uh, with all apologies to him, um, let's hear a little bit of that, or at well, least maybe just, some uh, preamble to that. Well, yeah. So we talked about Savage Streets and Songs of the Key of Action album two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I only knew about, you know, uh, Innocent Hearts. Like, I don't know more Innocent Hearts. But I, I wrote down some more lyrics from Innocent Hearts. Oh, okay. so I could sing. Like, that's what I promised. <laughs> you did and promise so, that. And with all due respect uh, okay. to him, uh, I, yeah, you didn't want this to go by yeah. without knowing the right lyrics. That, I yes, guess that's important. I didn't want to screw it up. Yeah, so here we go. I only have some. I didn't have the whole song. But it's like... <laughs> Black leather angels on a midnight ride, run. And we got, and we got the right to take a stand, and we're gonna make tonight's demands. <laughs> no more innocent hearts. Uh, okay, so if he uh, opens, you know, if he has a concert and he needs an opener, he can contact you, right? Sure. And also, I have some extra lyrics from Justice for One. Didn't really get to sing about. Uh, to me like some that one so here's a few here's a few lyrics on that it's an eye for an eye and you're in a blind rage <laughs> and i'm standing my ground no i'm not afraid <laughs> well i mean <laughs> those are good lyrics if you're yeah. an eye for an eye and you're in a blind yeah. rage that, that's well, it says, there's a time for revenge and your time has come <laughs> yeah you usually don't hear the word revenge actually yeah. said in the song. So that's why you have to love the 80s. This is an only in the 80s situation, and that's what's so great about it. Matt, thoughts on revenge from this movie? <laughs> or John Farnham or, or Ty singing. Anything. <laughs> now, yo, Savage Streets is what I've been meaning to see. Um, I've never seen it. Yeah. That, that's the uh, one I, think I, I, was, I was telling you about. I, I don't remember. I might have been mentioning it. Maybe, maybe Brett, when you were visiting, or I may have mentioned it after the fact that that was the, the one that there's this place here in Philly called um, – Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like um, I think it's called like mostly books or something like that. But they sell like used books. Um, yeah, we went there. You, got, yeah, you we just went there. there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I saw Savage Streets for forty five bucks, you know, the VHS, and I was like, wait a second, that can't be right. Maybe I need to ask her what the actual price is. And then I realized, like, no, she's actually charging forty five bucks for it. And now I know that, of course, that's actually kind of cheap sometimes for those kinds of VHSs. Right. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but there is a, a Blu-ray. I think that I think that's out of print. But Ty, you just found it yesterday at the archive yes. for fifteen dollars. I couldn't believe it. I um, almost fainted. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a great, great '80s. To me, it's an '80s classic movie. Yeah. So I, I, I think if you watch it, you'll think, "Wow, how come I've never seen this?" It's one of those where you you watch something, you feel like you should have seen it, or it's like a. To me, it's a it's a part of the '80s that needs to be seen. I think it's in my Tubi queue. I think I think okay. it's on Tubi. I I, I believe. Nice. So I can oh, well. at least get the Tubi watching in. Yeah. You find yeah. your next you rabbit should. hole. Right. Yeah, find your next <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah. Or I can't really um, do the sound. Like, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Tubi. Yes. No, I mean, oh no, they I got rid of it. it. Unfortunely. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I, I got to find it some way then. Yeah. Here's what they just added though, Matt. Land end. 
with Fred Dreyer. Oh, nice. So I started watching. I'm 12 episodes in. Um, the first episode was good because it's a pilot, you know, here. And then now it's fallen off. It's fallen into uh, syndication traps, you know, yep. boring stories, no action. Yeah. And what's uh, his name on the show? Oh, Mike Land. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I didn't know that was his name until I watched it. Yeah, Land's End, you know, he plays Mike Land, uh, uh, some sort of, what's he, he solves crimes. Yeah, and uh, Tim Thomerson is his friend. He's like a kind of a Spanish boat captain. <laughs> and uh, Jeffrey Great Lewis captain. plays his other friend. He's kind of like a dumb dumb named, uh, I forget his name, but he always says it. But, yeah, I don't remember. But, uh, and they solve crimes in Cabo. So, so what happens is that he punches Brian Cranston, the uh, villain in the first episode, and he, he escapes the Cabo. And then he just solves crimes. And Rena Riffle is also in the pilot. So, so that would is, make me want to watch the pilot. Yeah, watch the pilot. I am a, I'm a confirmed Rena Riffle fan. Yeah, watch the two-episode <laughs> two premiere, and then it's like, maybe you could jump off after that, actually. I'm watching, I, there were some weak ups I watched this morning. It was, it was like, he, he's stuck on a, uh, you know, at a car of like a Mexican wedding. He's like, where is, why is Mike Land not punching people? <laughs> well, but it is only one season, so I assume you're just yes. going to finish out the season. Yeah, I'll, I'm not going to jump ship like I did Amen. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm going to finish it. Yeah, you had to jump ship on Amen. That was oh, like, yeah, that was torture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's something that's not torture. No subject, part nine. <laughs> what a what a great transition. That's, I guess we maybe should briefly touch on the fact that Matt and I met in person. Um, yes, go right ahead. Uh, it, it was like the, uh, so. Me and two of my friends went to Philadelphia. And um, we met up with the DTVC himself. And so we got, so the podcast, you know, was bringing people together and we met in person and we went to this sort of like, it was a VHS sale. Um, and it was like all this VHS were just out there and, and for sale and in boxes and on shelves and seemed like a very good place to me, very appropriate. And then we went for pizza afterwards and um, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yesterday it was funny. Yesterday I was walking by. I wasn't walking by that part of Wood Street where the pizza place was on. I was like, oh, Wood Street. That's right. I was like, uh, there's a part of it that's like maybe I should go and get a piece of pizza. You know, get a get a small pizza because those those smalls are perfect sizes for like one person, I think. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really great time. The VHS pop sh- pop up shop. I think what, you know I was kind of alluding to that a little bit is that uh I, we were surprised at the prices of some of the stuff. No, there they like, know their prices for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had the Wizard Video uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for four hundred dollars. Um, but they also had, you know, affordable tapes too. And you and Matt, you got a gem, which yeah. was, uh, uh, is it Return of the Red Baron or Revenge of the Red Baron? Revenge of the Red Baron. Revenge yeah. of the Red Baron. Yeah. Which I I have described as a cult movie in the making. I think once yeah. people know about this movie, yeah. it would be a, a, it's gonna mark my words. One of these days, that's gonna be a cult movie. You, you know, get like, ready to laugh. I'm not even yet. But. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely am. Go- my plan is to review it and uh, and kind of mention our our meetup and all that. Cause I think that'd be great. But yeah, it was kind of funny because the guy who was selling the the VHSs, um, he was talking to us about it like we didn't know, like we, like we wouldn't know what these movies were, you know, which is probably the case. Probably a lot of people who do buy those kinds of movies don't know um, mm-hmm. about them. And uh, he was like, oh, this movie is like the worst this or whatever, you know. And, and it was like, you know, you, you guys have already seen it, you know. I hadn't seen it yeah. before, but 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 it was funny. He was like kind of telling you about the movie when you were like, I've seen it. I I know what the, you know. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and because like, maybe you know. he was surprised to say, oh, "Wow, you've actually seen this!" Like, right, and you want to buy it? Maybe I should have marked it up ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so true. But yeah, but and I, 
we could give the guy a shout out if we remember his name. It's I, I believe it's Bloody Knife. Bloody Knife Video. Yeah, Bloody Knife Video. Because I'm following him on um on 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 uh, Instagram. Actually, the very first post him. that I saw of him on Instagram was that uh, he was complaining about people doing what's known in the business as flipping. Um, so right. yeah, where where they buy stuff from him. And then he sees it on like Facebook and they're immediately selling it for higher prices on, on Facebook, which uh, I, I totally get being annoyed about that because, you know, for us, we don't flip, you know, like, I mean, right. you know, you, you must sell sell things here and there. Right. But but yeah. usually if, if we're buying something from a place like that, we want to add it to our collection. It's not like like, you know, being like, oh, he's selling he's selling Revenge Red Bear for 10 bucks. I'm going <laughs> to sell it for 30 bucks. You know, yeah, like, yeah uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently he's going to be doing that sort of VHS sale again. And so when he does, oh, you'll really? know. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's but, pictures uh, on his yeah. page. I can take a look and be jealous. Yeah. But yeah. Bloody knife, bloody knife video. I think it is. The interesting t- thing, too, is I believe even though he is a, a shop, he has a private account. Like, I think you have interesting. to. I think I think I had to request to be to follow him, um, which I mean, he, he accepted the request, but. Uh, I, I think that was the case, which is an interesting thing if you run a business that you'd, you'd have. Uh, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying for sure, so I shouldn't say like for sure that that's the case, but uh, but I think it was something like that. Well, you know, he probably wants to keep it to be like an exclusive part of the VHS community. You know, it's like this yeah. is the this is for us, for us, by us. You might say, uh, Fubu. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. Fubu. I wear their clothes all the time. Still, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, and with that. Let's okay. move on to so just just to set this up again in case people don't know, uh, Matt and Ty have come up with a bunch of crazy wacky ideas. I have no idea what they are, and no, I, I'm not a party to their ideas at all. And they're just gonna say them, and then I'll yes. participate to the best of my ability, and we'll try to work work it all out together. So uh, here we go. Okay, what, what's your go. first idea? We have the Toby Keith action movie, Fly okay. Over Justice. <laughs> Now he's no stranger to movies. He's been in movies, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So that's already not too crazy because he wasn't he in a so, movie called Beer for My Horses. He, he yes, was. I reviewed this, it on the site. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, but this is going to be more. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different. Well, maybe a little similar. But here we go. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't so, contradict yourself in the next second at all. Um, <laughs> so it starts with his southern voiceover. 9/11 changed everything, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then he play he plays Toby Stryker. Right. That makes sense. He, yeah. He's so jingoistic he can't even spell it. So it's like Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and he douses his freedom toast in syrup. But he finds out it's made in Canada, so he spits it out and he shoots up his whole kitchen. <laughs> his food. Right. He made his own food, but he shoots up his whole kitchen. Well, kinda of like Elvis did with his T V when exactly. you know, he really doesn't like Robert Goulet. Yeah. And he but he only eats freedom toast. And freedom fries, freedom, fries. freedom dressing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So part- far, this all tracks. Yeah. And his partner, or soon-to-be partner, will be played by Byron Mann, and he speaks fluent English. You know, but of course, in the classic Toby Striker fashion, you know, he thinks he's going to do like martial arts on him, but he doesn't. He has a huge, you know, there's all these kind of mute cutes. You know, I'm talking about where like mm-hmm. sure. partner, yeah, it gets out the weird way of putting it, but you know. <laughs> So instead of like the doing uh, the martial arts, they have this they have their guns on each other. But then they become friends. Right, but which we've says, seen many times. Yeah. yeah. Keith says, "Are you gonna do some chop suey on me?" <laughs> right. So far, this is a lot like Last to Surrender. This is kind of like the yes. relationship between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Hong Su An in that movie. 
Yeah, that was good. That was a good movie. Because mm-hmm. also, Toby Stryker's tattoos just uh, <laughs> say freedom and America on them. So yeah, like, okay. <laughs> and let's see what else we have here. Okay. Uh, Faith Hill also co-stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, this is a hill to die on, and she has a machine gun. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> well, let's, maybe we could... Give her her own spinoff. Oh, sure. Well, this will be like a, a backdoor movie in a way. Oh, yeah, backdoor Faith pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, that would be her big line. And she's like, has like a half shirt. And then she shoots a machine gun at people. And, um, let's see. Uh, I, I assume have... this movie would be. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, please. No, go ahead. I say, I, this movie would be direct to CMT. Yes. <laughs> It'd be like a CMT original. Yeah. The CMT original. I'm surprised they didn't make that, by the way. A CMT original movie. <laughs> and the bad guy played like Dean Cain. Yeah, right. Like, Possibly but, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Well, Kevin Sorbo's perfect. Thank you. Kevin Sorbo's perfect. I can see Toby Keith and Kevin Sorbo fighting. They're, they're kind of like lunk-headed. So it's just like... So, uh, let's see. So I have one more bit here, which says... Oh, oh yeah. So his big line, you know, he's fighting uh, Kevin Sorbo would be, time for freedom. <laughs> and, he just, and he shoots Kevin Sorbo. And, but and then Ken Sorbo falls through an American flag. So I'm like, <laughs> so, um, guessing Sorbo is some sort of anti-American loud. And uh, yeah, he is. And Toby uh, Stryker figures this out because he has to fight uh, Kevin Sorbo's goons, and like in a in a big like kind of uh, let me think here, like like a warehouse or like yeah, it's got to be or, a warehouse, right? Or maybe like a bunker kind of thing, you know. Well, maybe in, in in a spinoff of the movie Peppermint, maybe it could be like an American flag factory. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so they're making all the American flags, so they're they're just surrounded by millions of them, and they're making them, and, and it would be like that. The last, or like is, at the end of Child's Play too. Like if you remember Child's Play too, they're in the, like the Chucky factory, so they're making all the Chucky dolls. It, it could be something like that. You know? And the last thing is that when he meets Byron Mann, he's at, he's at a Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. and he says. Need one of them American forks, okay, Kimosabi? Because <laughs> like, he doesn't want to use chopsticks. So it's like, right, of course. So, uh, so, so yeah, to it. me, this is like this sounds like Last to Surrender meets Radical Jack. Perfect, um, Matt. And it would that would be the pitch, and it would be direct to CMT. Yeah. You know, yeah. people would love it. Uh, what's the problem? And it can go to two. <laughs> Perfect, Matt. Thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, this is all exactly kind of what we talk. I mean, the. Imagine, you know, like, like the Byron Man piece, I think. I don't I can't remember how we came up with that idea, but with that idea of it, like not even just like Han Suong, where he's he's, you know, he's from, you know, the, the, you know, he's he, he's not a na- you know, native English speaker and all that. But they they know that like Byron Man is actually like an American, you know, and like, you right. know, it, it, it makes it even it, sillier. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But then like the, the maple syrup piece, I can't even remember where we came up <laughs> with the idea for that one. But it was kind of like we were just, you know, uh, we're throwing... freedom toast. Right. So it's right. Oh, that's what it was. You're right. It was it's, instead of French toast, it was Freedom Toast. That's right. Yeah, and because the syrup was made, and he, he reads the back of the bottle, and he says it's made in Canada. So, it's like, and he's disgusted. And he's then disgusted. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah and one thing I didn't realize, and I was trying to look it up. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I mean, probably by the time people hear this episode, um, it'll uh, I'll, I'll have already gone. But going to uh, uh, catch a Patriots game with my brother next weekend. And Toby, there's a Toby Keith restaurant near where the Patriots play. Um, oh. It's this area called Patriot Place, but not Patriot yeah. Place in sort of like not 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 Patriot Place in sort of like a, a Toby Keith jingoistic kind of way, but a New England Patriots place. Um, right, but, right. But it's like yeah, all shopping stuff. It's outside of Boston, and right, and there's a yeah, it's like yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And and I, I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember what they call it. Even if it, or I don't even know if it's still open or not. But um, but apparently, the, I, I, from what I remember, there was like this Toby Keith themed restaurant. Um, that was like uh, it was like America themed as well. Of course. Um, I don't nice. know if you can get a good burger there or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I can't find it on the map. I was gonna see like because that would be kind of funny. Like you know, like you know, I go in there maybe pitch my idea to like the the waiters and bartenders or something <laughs> like sure that who have no clue it, what yeah, I'm talking about. Right? They're like, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. No, no, listen to this. This was a really great. You got to tell somebody. And they're like, we we don't know Toby Keith, you know, and <laughs> that's just like. Well, that no. is how most people start their you know their movie their cinematic ambitions is they tell the wait staff at, at the restaurant and you know it goes from there i mean right. you might get lucky and toby you know might be there for some reason then you go right to the top right um <laughs> kind of like how like the day after we went to the rocky statue once again philadelphia still <laughs> he was supposed to be there you know so we i don't know you how they've done bad. that yeah i did i'd see i just missed stallone that would have been cool they could have shown up together yeah yeah it, 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 it could have been like there I, too he could have been there they all could have been in philly okay philly cheesesteak great meal <laughs> sorry yeah the trump, the, the, the trump the trump it, yeah trump at the toby <laughs> keith restaurant is great it looks like it might be closed i think it may, may, may have closed but yeah i mean you know trump uh, just being like like i mean I, I, a series of trump i remember they, they tried to do trump steak but um yeah, a series of trump walk <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Brett. I got you. Oh, and I said, don't forget about Trump water, Trump bottled yeah. water. Right. Um, Which is your thirst? Dasani's got an oily taste to it. Dasani's an oily taste. Don't, don't drink the Dasani. My water, no oily taste. No oily. It quenches the thirst even better. And, and people, they say, people say, people say it quenches thirst much better than Dasani. Yeah, all the people say. Yeah, people say. <laughs> It's Maine. Uh, it's you know, Brett, go ahead, please. I cut you off. is is what it means to be from Maine. Well, Trump water is what it means to be from Trump. Okay, so <laughs> that that's what it says on the bottle. Okay. <laughs> you, right. I think you gave me an idea for uh, No Cynic Part Ten. <laughs> All right, well, right I'm gonna write that right. Well, I'll write it down shortly. Okay, so our next item is. So we all loved Grand Torino, the part where Clint Eastwood says. Get off my lawn. Yes, but, which kind of became its own thing in life. It kind of became its almost its own meaning and its own meme. You know, the get off my lawn type uh, figure. But yes. now we have lawnmower men or get off my lawn the movie. So we okay. have Harrison Ford, Clint Eastwood's back, and Bruce Dern. <laughs> so it's like, so Matt, it's like, <laughs> so. That's really basically all I have. But what happens is they they fight gangs, but they're still on their lawn. Uh, okay. So, First, and they question. come together. They all the neighbors, right? Right. Okay. So, so it's yeah, almost like assembling a team, but like assembling yeah. the neighbors. Maybe this could be like at the villages in Florida. Oh, would, yes. Perfect. Because they're all there living at the villages, but in the villages is invaded by yeah. terrorists. Because they think there is a treasure at the villages for maybe a, a rich older resident, and so they invade the villages. But then, the, then the older crew, the get off my lawn guys, yeah, called lawnmower men. Yeah. Wait, are you? A little, I'm a little concerned about that title. I mean, that could be yeah. seen as like a sequel to, like Lawnmower Man One and well, Two. Well, yeah. Well, this is the Lawnmower Men. So like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That, that, that'll avoid any. <clears throat> that'll avoid all copyright. 
So okay, like, so Job's so war is not it. in evidence here. Yeah. So they all say it. So it's like, get off my lawn. And it's like Harrison Ford and that's when Bruce Stern was waiting for Matt to do it. <laughs> get, get off my lawn. Get off like, my lawn. Or, or, or no, like, like, right, like, like, um, we could have Harrison Ford or whoever. One, yeah. one of the guys in the group is like a, a technical specialist and they're like putting something together and, and they're having trouble with it. And he's like, come on, do your job. <laughs> Because <laughs> Bruce Dern, for people that don't know, has, has now gone to direct a video in a pretty significant way. Yeah, but, uh, he sure has. And, 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 and he's in these cruds, as you guys call them. Yeah. I guess we all say that. Some, so he's yeah. in some cruds, and um, and he seems kind of, I guess, he's always complaining about ice cream. Or... I think is the word. Yeah. <laughs> he's always complaining. It's like <laughs> you gotta get this ice cream done. Where's my ice cream? And then so it's like it's like. What's going on with these kids today with my ice cream and my ice water? And it's like he's always doing we... Oh, boy. Bruce Dern. Oh. So that would be the plot. So they would it would be the old folks' home versus, like, the new folks' home. So it's like... <laughs> right. Well, we've talked at some length about what's basically called Jerry action, which yeah, has the older... This is going to be the best one yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it could. I don't know if it's expendables and, level where there's a whole. Well, no, bunch this is, of, it's just three people because Harrison three Ford, people, yeah. it's Clint and Brewster, and then they walk away from the explosion slow, slowly. <laughs> Very slowly. Like, well, they have no choice. And with their lawnmowers, they can't move too yeah. fast. Yeah, and with their lawnmowers, so it's like. <laughs> or maybe on one of them's on a riding mower. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. One has a riding mower, but two of them have regular mowers. <laughs> but so they like, attach, you know, weaponry to the. <laughs> they kind of turn it into like a like a tank or some yeah. sort of. Oh, at, at the vehicle. end. Yeah. yeah. So, no, there's a scene where they're, you know, assembling, not the team, but the, the, the weaponry, you know, they're putting, you know, they're assembling their arsenal, they're getting ready for war, you know, that scene that shows yeah. up in a lot of movies. So they're like attaching stuff, but they, they don't really are. have shotguns, so they have no. to attach rakes and um, army. Oh, no, no, oh, they're special army, they're ex-army, ex-special forces, <laughs> oh, ex-explosives, right. and against mm -hmm. this explosive guy. Bruce Dern. So it's well, he's very explosive. His personality is very explosive. He's <laughs> right. like the wild card. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And since I just started watching A-Team, he'd be like the Howlin' Matt Murdoch. He'd be yeah, like yeah. the crazy guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is funny because yeah, I think from an A-Team standpoint, you get this idea where maybe like they're they're equipping the riding lawnmower with like, yeah, yeah like, you know, the whole thing. There's always that. See, I always love that where they, they just happen to have been captured and put into a warehouse of some sort that has all kinds of great stuff. So when they break themselves out, they can just, you know, get some blowtorches and put some stuff together. And, well, um, yeah, as my friend Ryan has said, it, it, most of their escapes involve welding. Right. So yes. like, a lot of their, <laughs> like, they're always in a situation that happens to have, like, a welding torch and a welding <laughs> mask, and they can weld their way out of just about any situation. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. MeTV uh, here in Philadelphia, probably, probably the same everywhere. They, uh, I guess they decided that there, there just wasn't enough of a market for A-Team. So they replaced it with another two hours or another hour of uh, of MASH. So there's like two hours of oh, MASH now instead of an that, hour that's of A-Team. That's not a good trade, in my opinion. Yeah. I wonder if boomers are not fans of A-Team. Like, I wonder if like the only nostalgia, the only the only nostalgia for A-Team people are, are people who were born in like the, the 70s and, and, and I guess, I don't know, early 80s, maybe too, like watching the reruns. But um, yeah, uh, but, but everybody else is there just isn't enough, like where MASH. It's like I know MASH growing up. It was like my parents would have MASH on like every night. You know, I guess like boomers can't get enough MASH, I guess. Yeah, they love MASH. They, they love I only, Hawkeye. I only care about mashed potatoes. I don't care about MASH the show. So okay, like, <laughs> well, that's, that, that's good. To that's know. what they would. But, so here's the thing, though, about Lawnmower Men or Get yes. Off My Lawn, the movie. Mm -hmm. So they 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 realize that this invasion of of terrorists is coming. So they have a special meeting, 
Harrison Clint's like, we need to figure this out. We need to figure this out. And it's like, and then Brewster's like, I have an idea. It's like, and Clint's uh, kind of like Clint, you know. But it's missing. <laughs> but Brewster does all this crazy stuff because he says all this wacky stuff. All he does is complain, but in a funny way, not like an annoying way. Well, they probably have like this meeting takes place in like some secret basement room of the yes. villages that they only only they know about, and they have a map of the villages. <laughs> yes. That's a, a, yeah. You know, there's like fluorescent lights uh, above, and they and they're he, looking like, at Clint, the map of the villages. Because Clint's like maybe a little bit more rich than them, so he has like his own bar and his as a <laughs> apartment or like that. So this thing. Right. So he'd be like a Hannibal. Of yeah. The, exactly. You know? Um, and then they all have their lawnmowers and they fight the lawnmowers and weapons too. Cause it's going to be a very violent movie. I'm sure it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's going to be one of the most fight. violent movies of all time. I mean, just like people <laughs> are just getting limbs uh, chopped off the lawnmower <laughs> blasted by shotguns. It's going to be amazing. Hmm. So all you practical effects. elderly people with, yeah, well, of course, I hope so. I hate yeah. those damn CGI effects. Yeah, but no they, CGI. Uh, you're you're uh, shooting I'm sounding old right now. I'm getting into the spirit. Um, okay, yeah. it's, it's gonna be also a great rousing ending where they all put out their lawnmowers together and go yeah so it's just like, <laughs> so it's just like and they rev their lawnmowers they vroom, vroom. yeah that's how they do it yeah yeah someone you know be killed with like hedge clippers you know through the head or something yeah no it'd be the most violent thing <laughs> so it's like the oldest people with the most violent uh, yeah. that seems like a very creepy <laughs> thing yeah because it, it, you go ahead matt Oh, I was going to say, like, because one way that you can save money so that you can use more practical effects is that it's just going to take place in the in the lawn, you know, like like the baddies. <laughs> maybe you've got like a, 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 a set off the, you know, like a, a dark, like warehouse kind of thing where the baddies are planning things. But for the most part, everything is taking place on that lawn. So you don't have to worry about set locations, all that kind of stuff. It's like, OK, no, we've got this this place here where we're going to have everything. Well, and no, it's true. I and mean, the movie never needs to leave the villages. Like, it not can, really, yeah. no. It no, can be I set know. in the villages and it can maybe can be produced by the villages. So like to try to get people to make it seem like, you know, don't be afraid, you know, being old, you could live here and it's cool. And yeah, it'll be a positive credits, aspect. Yeah. yeah. And then the credits come up and it says like uh, the villages production, like they, they <laughs> right. produce it. And, Come on, that's such a great I mean, opportunity. For I, them. I, I, like I, like I, the I, McDonald's, I, like food chain, right? With with McDonald's <laughs> making that, it's, yeah, the village is making a, like a viral movie would be fantastic. Oh yeah, and then or like Stick Fighter, it's as a Pan Am production, like <laughs> yeah. just like an unorthodox. Or, or um, what's that movie? I think Circle of Eight, which is produced by Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> I love the Mountain Dew producing movies. They slam movies. Yeah, they they slam. Movies. yeah exactly. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And there is a scene um that involves Mountain Dew in the movie. <laughs> of course it is. so 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 it can be like that you know it could be a you know produced by the villages is kind of make it look like a you know a cool place to go for you know if you're getting up yeah, there this is, this is this is a positive pro old folks home movie <laughs> well yeah it's it's and i assume the toby keith movie is pro america and it's pro america i guess this would be as well because it's you know it's the american old people fighting the terrorists yeah or from some other terrible country so here we go. I'll, that's the end of uh, Get Off My Lawn, the movie. Unless you want more. No, I think I think we covered it. Uh, okay, so here comes more Bruce Dern. So here we go. Okay. So, <laughs> wow, now, that's when I thought I had enough. No, no, oh, you, you won't be able to. Oh. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, remember that uh, meme, or not meme, but like a video where the guy's a lawyer, but he has a cat on his head. Remember that, Brett? It's like, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a cat. You know, remember that video online? No. 
No, oh. that doesn't ring a bell. It, but it, was like a Zoom thing. it was a Zoom call. Yeah. And, and the, oh. the lawyer had a... Oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, yeah, because it was like... It was like a Back when, back during the pandemic when everything was being done on Zoom, like so it was like a it was like a, 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 a they were actually doing a trial or like a, a hearing in court, but they were doing it on Zoom. Oh, so one of the lawyers had like a filter on by accident. He was a cat. So it's like it's like I'm not a cat. It's just a filter. It's really fun. Oh, I'm surprised God. you haven't seen this, Brad. No, that completely passed me by. I, but then again, I'm today. Not, Okay, you can show me later. I'm not. I'm just not up in my memes. I, there's a lot of memes I don't know about. So it's, it's like it's memes not or videos, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> in honor of that idea, let's expand <laughs> upon it. Bruce Dern <laughs> as cat lawyer. Okay. So, I, 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 so he's the lawyer. I feel like he's more of a be like a cranky judge. Well, yeah. I'm, I, there's two parts to this. He could be okay. the, he could be the lawyer or he could be the judge. This has been this has been expanded. Okay. So, but it would be almost like Frozen Caveman Lawyer. So, in Bruce Dern's voice, like, <laughs> Your Honor, I can't do as good as Matt. So, it's like, <laughs> Your Honor. Yeah. All cat do lawyers. Do your job. Say, yeah, yeah, do your job. It's like, yeah. So, he's, but don't forget, he's a cat. So, it's just like, he's a human. Wait, he's a cat or he's not a cat? I'm not no, following this. No. He, he's that, he's that video, but he's actually a cat. So, he's a person, oh, but he has that's a cat a twist. Head. Yeah. So the guy in the original video said he wasn't a cat, and he was trying to convince people he wasn't yeah. a cat. In this version, he is a cat. He is a cat with a human body, voiced uh -huh. by Bruce Stern. <laughs> it's like, and he just, he solves crimes as lawyers. Like, it would be like Matlock, or as I call it, Catlock, okay, where, well, he, okay. where he plays Den Catlock. Uh -huh. so like, <laughs> okay, all right, I'm starting to see this now. Yeah. So, so, so but he's a human done, body, but a cat yeah. head. A cat he's a head, lawyer, yeah. And yes. he uses his folksy strategies in his white twill jacket to <laughs> yes. convince people that he can solve the crime yeah but don't, people don't realize people don't care that he's a cat and they don't so notice like, it or make any mention of nope, it at all. none so it's kind of like van damme's accent or like something like that oh hello sir <laughs> or yeah like Irwin arnold towards never plays a guy named like jerry stone and then just completely ignored the fact <laughs> that it's the guy. so it's all the classic you know lawyer you know judge thing so it's like it's like, Your Honor, you know, all cat lawyers say, he, his name is, or he's Penn Gatlock. It's like, I'm saying, is that he has to do his job. And <laughs> objection, Your Honor. But also, it's kind of like on Family Guy when, you know, Brian the dog talks, but, you know, it's not really acknowledged at all that he's a dog. They just kind of talk to him. Right? So that's so, like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, so, and this is the Ben Catlock version. Yes. <laughs> so, Okay, what's the other? This is the uh, Judge Judy or <laughs> a version. So mm -hmm. he's still a cat. Keep yeah. that in mind. He's still cat. He's now uh, cat judge. Keep in mind. Okay. Yeah, keep that in mind. He's still judge. cat judge. Now uh -huh. he's cat judge. So is that either, the name of the show, Cat Judge? Yeah. Okay. So and this one is like Judge Judy. So he's he you know he uh, they go up against him it's like it's like and there's like you know defendants like cat judge. How can I solve this, you know, get this bill? It's like, well, you should. Like, <laughs> no, and, yeah. Go ahead. I just had a question. Does the cat resemble Bruce Dern at all? Like, does it look like him or is it just the Well, voice? you could have some Bruce Dern features, you know. Okay. Uh, like fluffy yeah, hair. <laughs> fluffy hair, very fluffy hair. And like, and definitely the, 
<laughs> his mannerisms and his voice <laughs> and his complaining. So it's like, okay. <laughs> All right. So it's like hot bench, but now it's, it's cat oh, yeah, hot bench. bench. I forgot about yeah. hot bench. Yes, now it's yeah. cat bench. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah. so yeah, so it's like two other lawyers right. that like sorry, sorry, two other judges like hot bench, but yes. they, there's no mention of the fact that one of the three lawyer one of the three judges is a cat or anything yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got two you got Judge Mills Lane, Judge Joe Brown, and then you know, uh, <laughs> cat judge. judge cat. Yeah, yeah cat Judge Cat. Or I guess it could be Judge Meow, I don't know, but it's like Yeah, well I guess we could work on the name later. Yeah. Um uh, so anyway. then, then they get the bailiff saying, the honorable cat judge presiding. Yes. <laughs> and he comes up in a robe. Don't forget, he's, he's wearing he's, a robe. He's a cat wearing a robe, yep. Mm-hmm. No, no, don't forget, he's a human. With the well, cat his head. body is human, right? His body right. is human, so he's wearing the robe, but the, it's full cat head. Right. <laughs> it's like those uh, that litter commercial. Have you seen those litter the, those commercials Lit- for Arm & Hammer litter, where it's just like, cat people walking around um yeah they, like they, like one of them was like like one of them was like a saturday night fever one where there's like a cat like you know doing disco moves and stuff like that in the seven in the 70s disco club wait so so how are you guys envisioning this is it like like with makeup like the play cats or is it like no no no, no, no. or what is it no this is well, that's a good question what okay it would be maybe a mixture of cgi and maybe like a you know animatronic Okay, so it's not like a person in makeup, like, you know, the cat's cat. No, 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 no. He would be like this cat. Like, it would be like Hershey or, you know, that's a cat. <laughs> and it's like, but it'd just be voiced by Bruce Dern and the right. human body, regular human body. Oh, right. That's right. So so it wouldn't be Bruce Dern in cat makeup. No, 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 no. Okay. Because so that could be th- something, too. I could be. Well, what do you think? Well, what, would you uh, sign on for 22 episodes or? <laughs> if like, I was like the producer, absolutely. Okay, would great. I watch it? Probably not. But I but I would produce it for syndication and be on at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess if in the Ben Catlock version, mm-hmm. this could say one of the episodes could be called "This Kitten Has Claws." So it's like, right. so it's like, it can be about a femme fatale, like a woman who's like killing a rich man. Oh, a feline fatale. Uh, okay, even better. <laughs> okay, so that's that's our idea for a cat lawyer, or a cat judge. Okay. <laughs> now we go to some. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Matt. No, saying, like, uh, well, one of the things we talked about too is this okay. idea of like the the syndicated yes. judge show announcer, yes. like d- talking about it. You know, like you know, and we have our cat judge. You know, but uh, <laughs> like I, I was trying to think, like I can oh. type out what the guy would what they would say. You know, like now on cat bench. You know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because those shows did tend to have that. Like uh, People's Court had Rusty. Right, didn't Rusty like talk oh, and people? And also, I believe uh, well, Wapner. Well, remember, that was Harvey Levin. That's right, Harvey Levin. Yeah, TMZ. He'd like be on the streets of New York asking people they thought, and he'd sort of like and say like, and now back to the bench, and like he would kind of host the show. And he would, and then he talked to people, well, a cat judge or or cat lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You can get Harvey. Well, who would you get to be the? To, to do that role, the kind of hosting role. Did, did we have an idea for the, the, the outside host guy? I can't no, remember. No, we can, um, we'll add to our people. How about uh, Eric Knees? He might be coming back. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, can you imagine yeah. Yeah. Eric Knees doing like the on the, the street, like talking to people? That, yeah. Oh, one of those yeah. would be fit. Yeah. Like, like, I almost I almost like Eric Knees better okay. for yeah, like I the, do. the yeah. reality show, like bringing this guy back, having him, you know, like he was on, you know, like, like, like just seeing him there, like, and I, I don't even know, like, you, you don't even put him in suits, right? You just have him no. in like, like t-shirts and stuff. And he's just like, you know, like, 
Hey man, what did you guys think of cat bait? Oh, that that trial there, you're like, like <laughs> yeah. oh man, yeah, the dog definitely bit him. He's got to pay, you know. Cat, yeah. and I love the way Cat Judge took care of him in that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he really put that guy in his place. He was coming there with no facts, no, no, you know. He was definitely trifling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally yeah. trifling. <laughs> you know, and you know, Eric Nees would be more of the unexpected choice. You know, because people wouldn't really see him coming. You know, Dan Cortez, you know, he was in the Triangle. He's been in some great movies. Yeah. You know, people would see him uh, <laughs> coming a mile away. <laughs> or unless you could put them together, but that could be its own. You know, well, well, actually, yeah. uh, we have something. OK, all right. Well, do you want to transition into that one? Good oh, second. all right. I'll jump to that one. Sure. Which is. It's going to take a second. Again. OK. Himbo. So it starts <laughs> AC Slater. Uh-huh. Antonio Sabato Jr., Dan Cortez, mm-hmm. and Dan Cortez, and, and Eric Nees as the villain, and Malibu and Evan Lurie. Wait, so there's some meatheads in there, too. There's some meatheads. There's some meatheads and himbos. But the show so, is called Himbo. Which no, 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 the movie is called Himbo. Oh, it's a movie. I thought it was yeah, a show. Yeah, okay. it's a movie. So, so what would happen, we don't <laughs> much, really, but the final fight between AC, Sabato, and, and they fight Nees, but he can't tell who is who. Well, that that does tend to happen in the world of action movies, you know, where in the world of himbos, and well, yes, where you know, I think we've come across this before. We know where Frank Zagarino is fighting um, David Shark Freilich, Shark Freilich, and they look exactly alike, and you can't tell. Who's I couldn't who. tell. It's just a bunch of blonde hair and muscles like tussling around. And, yeah, and it was hilarious. Is that Project tell. Eliminator? Is that? The yes, movie? it sure is. <laughs> Great movie. It's such I a gotta rewatch it like now. That's another cool movie the in, in, in the waiting, I think. Yeah. I love it that David Shark Freilich gets, what does he get? Like a, like thrown from like a two story, like a second story balcony and he's just sort of okay. Because is that what, isn't that what happened? Like the baddies? I, I like, like, it, the like a barn. It's like a hayloft. Yeah, or something. Yeah, so like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Bunch of hay bales. But yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, Malibu and Evan Lurie also are hanging around. So he does every scene, there is a himbo. Right. So, but there's no himbo list scenes at all. Yeah. Right? There's, every there's at least one scene. Himbo. Well, because there's some modern day himbos. Like, what about Sean Farris? Sort of like a newer mm. himbo. Oh, that's right. You guys just did um with Lady. I, I always get the name Female wrong. Female Fight Squad. Female Fight, Female Fight Squad. Right. That oh, has Sean oh, Farris, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it does. that's kind of what made me think of it, actually. Yeah, very himbo. Of fighters. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the part where Dolph was in Africa at the end. Um, it's like... <laughs> yeah, Africa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Africa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Africa. Africa. Yeah. He was in Africa about as much as the guy on Skype was cat. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's just like a backdrop that they. Yeah. I'm obviously like, not in up. Africa. We we know you're we know you're not yeah. in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm actually on the set. Even though I think he has actually been in Africa and other movies like Diamond Sweepers. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Sweepers. Oh, Sweeper. Wait, yeah. wait, what is my I'm actually in Africa. I don't, I, don't like Wax, I don't like Keone Waxman. I don't think he's a good director. <laughs> I'm not happy with him. You know? Did he say that? I, I think he was. I think he wasn't a fan of Keone Waxman's directing on that movie. Yeah. Well, because I think, you know, Dolph is an intelligent guy. I don't think Seagal ever raised any objections to Waxman. I think. Well, no, well, I think it's the other way around. I think it's like Kyoti Waxman realized, like, with his experience with Dolph, he's like, whatever the star wants to do, I'm just going to do it. And so that's why Seagal loved him so much, because he was just like, get whatever you want, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll make your movie the <laughs> way you want it. <laughs> like, you want to stay seated well, the whole time? No problem. Right, exactly. <laughs> you want Byron Man to do all the heavy lifting or Brent Foster? Sure. Let, let them all do right. all the heavy lifting. Yeah, well, Sweepers right, so is great, really. 
but that's no. not my best movie. Yeah, it had like stealth mines <laughs> that had re- red blinking lights on them. I remember that was yes. one of my favorite. I mean, remember in Shield of Ripper, Dolph Lundgren wearing a really cool, or that cool, but like a really like white sweater. Do you remember this, Brett? I it's the only one that stood out. It's like a I don't remember sweater. sweater. In Canada. It's like, <laughs> like it's cold up here. I'm very cold. It's like. All right, so I'll go to our next thing. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I went out of order, but that's okay. So, oh, Himbo. So, what do you think about Himbo? I, I, it's it's very plausible, and um, I can totally see it. Oh, and we said we can't tell who's talking either because they're all Himbos. So, it's like, they <laughs> no, sound the same, and they look the same. Yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, my only thing is kind of what I thought before, which is yeah. this has potential to be not just a one off movie. This could be a show. It could be or a show. Or, <laughs> I just think maybe it could be like a franchise. You, know, you get like more himbos. Himbo oh, and then two. there could be a reality show to find the next himbo. Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. I love that. You you just yes. nailed it. So we've got yeah. sequels, right? So we've got movies and, and sequels, and then the next himbo, and it's like all of these. The like, next himbo, yeah. Oh, just imagining the events, right? Where it's like, you know, next up on himbo, all the guys have to jump off the skyscraper with a cord attached to them, you know, to see if you can do stunts, right? And of course, none of the himbos ever do stunts, right? But they, they make these people pretend to see if they can do them, and it's like, oh, sorry, Jim, yeah, you just didn't look realistic when you're jumping off that. Your hair, your hair was all out of place after you jumped off the building, so we gotta let you go man sorry bro yeah the, the, the cast members or at least some of them would be the judges exactly but, yeah you know There's so eric Lees is, is sitting behind a table well he has experience with that with are you hot yeah. do you remember which um uh, do you guys I remember are you hot i, I sure do, do. Yeah. yeah where he was, people come out on the stage and he'd point a laser pointer at them and <laughs> exactly uh, was lava on that one too or was he on i a believe one? he was it yeah because yeah. he was like he was a marker right and he would circle things that were bad on people i think like, the only Mark I came out is Richard Grieco, but okay. Uh, well, <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't think they do something that openly degrading today. But I could be wrong. Like they, no, they really yeah, didn't care. That's a good point. Like we'll degrade you, no problem. Well, that's what we we're doing back then. That's all we had. You know, we had Rick Rockwell and Darva Conger. You know, <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> wants to marry a millionaire, and then yeah. the opposite, Joe Millionaire. Yeah, oh, yeah. we watched that money. recently. But my wife and I watched that recently because it was on um. On, on uh, Tubi. I don't know if it's still on Tubi, but um, I we had forgotten like how big Joe Millionaire was that he was like on like live with Regis and Kelly and stuff like that. Because if you watch the the show, it's like really really cheaply done. Like I don't know, like um, Fox like didn't put a lot of money into it, and um, but it became this huge phenomenon. So yeah, no, I remember it being big because that was before there were a ton of reality shows. That was like one of the few. It was like that and Survivor and like maybe one or two others. That was kind of like at the dawn of reality television. So it was a big, it was a bigger deal. Like if I think if that came out today, it would be a blip. But back then, it was big. Um, I'm just getting my uh, next. Uh, okay, I guess yeah, you can pick up where you left off before we jumped to himbo. Yes, give me one second. Okay, um, here we go. Okay. Okay, so our next movie. It's kind of like Savage Streets. But here we go. Age of Violence. So okay. You and that O'Toole, Annie oh. Potts, and Linda Fiorentino, and they're cougars. Mm-hmm. On the prowl, love it. Justice. I love this. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I love yeah. this. I would. <laughs> this is right up my alley. I, this is, it starts in a bar because mm-hmm. you know they're you know they're picking up on uh, you younger, know, himbos, men, younger men, yeah. younger himbos. Maybe Eric needs cameo. Um, <laughs> he could be in the bar. Yeah, even in the bar. Maybe he's shaking the drinks. It's like, oh, oh, he's the bartender. I he's a bartender. Or maybe. Oh, and all hit. the women are hitting on him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then 
they realize, you know, they go there, you know, they have their time, they have their fun mm-hmm. at the bar. It's like, wait a second, something amiss is happening. I think there's a serial killer on the loose. So they team together and they just, then they track down the serial killer. Yeah, so, no, I, this is great. I would yeah. I would watch this in a heartbeat. This is yeah. great. I love it. Oh, this, I'm so happy. <laughs> no, this is right up my alley. This is kind of like, you know, it's like those, you know, like. What uh, I call Bombshell was like Bombshell like last time with uh, Heather Thomas, Heather Locklear, and uh, I forget who else I had. but Yeah, I love oh, that one too. I think I was excited about that idea. Yeah. Uh, Matt, thoughts or ideas? Yeah, well, because I, I think, we you know, we were kind of just going over. I can't even remember where, where the, 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 um the impetus for this one came from, I think it might, we may have even been talking about Annette O'Toole's because yeah. this wasn't, she, we, were we either talking about her being on Nash Bridges or the other show that she had on yes. USA hunters and, or hunters. And Annie Potts was on the dangerous minds TV show, which no one talks about. <laughs> so they made a TV show from the movie, the classic Michelle Pfeiffer uh, movie. And it's like, <laughs> and have you ever seen dangerous minds, Brett or Matt? I've never seen dangerous minds. No. Well, we all like Gangsta's Paradise. But but, well, sure. But it sounds like what you're describing is kind of almost like if Sex in the City was like a rape revenge type movie, like uh, like, uh, rape like Rape Squad or The Sisterhood, where a bunch of women get together and they fight like the local rapist. Yeah, I I just didn't put the rape part into it. I just I did serial killer. (laughs) But uh, yeah, what you're saying, it'd be like that though. And then they track him down. They you know, uh, spoiler. He definitely gets killed. So it's like, so it's like, spoiler for a non-existent movie. I think that's. I know I've done that a lot. These spoilers for non-existent movies. But I feel like that could have been a real one though. Maybe make it around 1999. Yeah, it would have gone 2002 with the latest. But it has to be dark. Like this can't be a lifetime. Deal. Oh no no no! This is a dark movie. And um, all go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to think. So you have Fiorentino, Annetto too. I'm glad you mentioned Annetto too. I, I yeah. don't think she's talked about it enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm definitely a fan of hers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, who and Annie Potts? I feel like shouldn't there be a fourth one? Well, I thought three is good. Yeah, you know, three, oh. three is a crowd. It's like, huh? <laughs> it's like, all right. I yep. feel like maybe we could. There might be room for. Well, yeah, we'll, could, we'll, we'll, we'll that one starts off as four. Well, we, I'm sure we could. Oh, starts off as four. Who would be the fourth one? And then she one? gets yeah. killed by the. She serial. gets killed. Okay, that's good. So that who way you get the, the best one? of both worlds. You get the four and you get the killer. So then they have a real impetus to chase after. Maybe like a yep. younger one. Maybe like a Nev Campbell. Uh, she's getting a little older. But, but like, she can still be the daughter of one of the people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was thinking, too, like, it, well, yeah, you mentioned Linda Hamilton. I was thinking, um, who else was I thinking that would be in that that role, right? That you, Judy you, you Dench? Know, I mean, I mean, no, is Sa- old, Sandra Bullock, is okay. she too Did young, it, too? Is she too I young? I think she might be a little too young, yeah. 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 Is, uh, man, it's Courtney totally Cox, happening. you know, like Cougar Town. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> probably still. Probably still too young because Annette O'Toole, Annette O'Toole was born in the 40s. Linda Fiorentino, yeah. though, she was, she's, I guess she was born in the 50s, right? Because, I mean, she played the older woman in um, Last Seduction in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was already sort of playing a slightly older woman at that point. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Annie Potts, right? Older woman in uh, 16 yeah. Candles. Um, oh, I mean, maybe, maybe we could go back to the, the designing woman well. Um, <laughs> oh, you're, 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 you're right where I would, my brain I was think, going. Yeah. Right, Burke. <laughs> Gene Smart. Gene Smart. That's where I was Gene going. Smart. Yes, that's where I was going. <laughs> Delta Burke, I think, would be too much. I think <laughs> Gene Smart would be, would be, yeah, I, Delta Burke. I mean, Delta Burke would just, what would Delta Burke, like, Delta Burke, would, would she, maybe would she own a brothel, maybe, and like the, <laughs> oh, the, the benevolent brothel owner? Because yeah. oh, yeah. they had to go underground or go into the mean streets of the town to find the serial killer. So she would be there. 
It's yeah. got to be gritty. It's got to be like Detroit. It's got to be like some really yeah. gritty place. It has to be. Yeah, it's really, really gritty. Because they were like in a nice upscale bar, but now they have to go downtown. Right, right. Which they're not used to doing. They're kind of finding their way. Uh, yeah, and they're scary uh, at first. But yeah, but Delta Burke was so amazing. And what was that movie, Ty, that she's like of the perfect baby or something? Oh, or, uh, I don't. But, I can look it up for you. But she was like, she plays a psycho and she's like obsessed with having a baby. Uh, what a movie that is. Um, uh, what you talk to Matt. Okay, but but Jean Smart is perfect because she was in one of the seasons of Fargo, right? Right. So, yeah, she was. She's been doing a lot of stuff lately. She's in a lot of a lot of roles. Um, yeah. So so, so so she could be. I, yeah, she would be. I think perfect because you know she's still doing stuff and she, she was on Twenty Four, I believe, and um, oh, and okay. but Fargo more recently. So yeah, I think Jean Smart could be the fourth. Of course, out of the four, which is the one that gets killed, that's a tough one. Well, I would probably get through Jean Smart. It's like, yeah. so it's like maternal instincts is the answer. Maternal instincts. Right. People out there should watch that if they can get a hold of it. It's it's pretty great. So we'll go to our next one. I'm happy we uh, we all like this idea. So. Oh, I love this idea. It's yeah. great. I really yeah. wish it was real. I know. That is one that we would watch and review on our sites and all yes, that stuff. Yes, we would. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we put it out by Lionsgate. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I just found a new Lionsgate movie, Matt, yesterday. Uh, Dead Man's Hand. It just came out like yesterday. It was at Goodwill. It's there's a wow. Goodwill. It was it's a Lionsgater? It's a Lionsgater, yeah. Stephen Dorff, uh, Jack Kilmer, and Cole Hauser. Cole and, Hauser. And Randall written Pacheco. by uh, <laughs> Parker Lewis Cavaliers. So. Coronemic? Coronemic, yeah. He wrote, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote that. this Western that I have not watched. I just got it yesterday. So and it came out in 2023, and it was at Goodwill. So how do you, how do you beat it? My eye went to Lionsgate? What's this? 2023? That's now. <laughs> and then was it said in the back of the box like Cole Hauser appears? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It says Cole Hauser appears as a U.S. Marshal helping Jack Kilmer. You know, it's like he just says uh, it. Just Cole Hauser appears. It's that's like, like something we would say. That's like when we say Matthias Hughes joins the fray. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we said that for like five years. <laughs> like whenever there was something with Matthias Hughes, we'd all, no matter what was going on, say Matthias Hughes joins the fray. As uh, that's as, a good uh, bet. He usually does join the fray. Somebody. <laughs> um, okay, so what do we got? What's next? I got some uh, sing some singer ones. One, one's kind of quick. One has a little bit more to it. Okay, we do have quick the, one. yeah, we have uh, John Popper action movie. Um, <laughs> okay. you know, Chandler, it's called Pop Pop. It's like, <laughs> and he holds he, the gun in that sideways homie. Yeah, way. he does homie style. <laughs> He's like Pop Pop, and he uh, that's all I have. It's, it's, it's good, I think it's all silly image. Yeah, I mean, except you know, you know, you know, there was Mr. Popper's Penguin, maybe. He um he could take over that role from Jim Carrey and then he you know he has <laughs> right there they, you know he has he wears like a vest filled with um harmonicas yes and so he could just like take him out and throw them at people and they could be more like weapons yeah oh, he has a vest full of guns this time it's like, oh. <laughs> it's like and harmonicas That's I feel like a harmonicas is a little more unique though yeah you know yeah. maybe they maybe you know what you know how like in the movies where people are traveling and like the Who's remote traveling. Character? Blues traveling down like a river in, in, in one of those third world countries and the natives have those blow darts. And they, yes, he has that, right? And th- that could be his weapon and it's actually harmonica. So he blows in the harmonica and then like a dart comes out. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's like, okay. <laughs> and there's like, he blows four darts and they all get shot in the head really quickly. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because you know, he's kind of renowned for playing the harmonica like really fast with like a lot yes. of notes. Like exactly. That's what, yeah, really fast. Solos. So maybe like he's doing some like at the end of the movie, he's like really like playing up a storm with all these yeah. notes. All these darts are coming out. 
I, oh, like like maybe like he's surrounded. He's surrounded. Right? Yeah, he's surrounded. And, and the baddie's like, baddie's like, yeah, the baddie's like, one last request. <laughs> I want one last ditty on my harmonica. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could do a good John Popper, like, cause cause he wasn't like. He, I mean, he wasn't Southern, but he I think he was one of those ones that like not not to the extent of Seagal, but I think he affected a bit of a Southern accent. Mm, so, yeah. Yeah. I just remember not, when he put lyrics to the Roseanne theme, it was just like, oh, Lord, what, what you know, like we knew the show was down going downhill at that point. But, yeah, you know, Roseanne's like, yeah, John Popper, put some lyrics to the and everybody's like it. It was weird. It was like, is in my house. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it, it was something that was like, we gotta go stronger. We gotta go longer. Like that, that's what, but it was really, really bad. Like, if, yeah, if you ever, because um, my, my, my wife likes to watch the old episodes on um, on TV land, and they don't usually get into that last season too much. Because um, I think it was just the last season that had lyrics to it um, when she like won the lottery and all that stuff. But um. Which they're yeah. probably ashamed. They're probably ashamed of John Popper's lyrics, so they just don't play those episodes. <laughs> exactly, that's yeah. that's got to be fine. Yeah, when I heard it, I was like, who is singing this? I thought it was just like some <laughs> random country guy they got. And, and it was like, no, it's the Blues Traveler guy. <laughs> Popper? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what you said in that same quizzical tone. Popper? Right, right. I mean, I wonder if he was even like, you want me to do what? And, and she was like, yeah, do some lyrics to my, my Dana, theme song. Dana, I was like, Dana, Dana songs. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, he might have been just as confused as anybody else. I mean, we should give him the benefit of the doubt. Here. Yeah, yeah. you all give a pass. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that if you ever, like, like there was an article about this thing, this whole, like, thing in the, the screenwriting community called Who Jackie? Um, that's, like, apparently there was a, a guy that they, a, a comedian that they hired to be a screenwriter. I guess, like, Roseanne had, like, 30 screenwriters at a time, like, working on the show. Like, Norm MacDonald was one who had worked on the show. Um, but there was, like, this this legend that went out there, the Who Jackie legend, where this this comedian was talking about, like, I've got an idea for a show. There's, like, a, a, a Roseanne has a twin sister who's, like, like like cleaning herself in, in the kitchen sink, and Dan sees her and is like, what's going on here? And they're like, but but we already have a sister for, for Roseanne. It's Jackie. And he goes, Who Jackie? And, like, everybody was like, what? What is, you know, and it's like this, it's like this, I guess, like this, like, legend among screenwriting circles that, you, you know, like a Who Jackie you know situation or something like that but but it kind of gives you a sense of how crazy the show was like how it was so all over the place that she just had all of these writers that were just like coming up with all kinds of random stuff and she was just i guess like picking like like the whatever she thought was going to work or whatever but well you know it wasn't tracy lords on the show for a yeah, while she like... was yeah for a period yeah yeah because i remember she, she dated so i because this character actor was like an older character actor it was like kind of falling but i remember like she went on a date with it because she was working at the loose meat sandwich place that they had <laughs> Loose meat. Yeah, apparently that's a thing in Iowa. I discovered. I found that out recently because they, they were talking about like what I, I, I read these like clickbaity articles when I'm not doing my job at work. Um, from like Do Microsoft. Your job, I <laughs> right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I should have like Bruce Stern in my head being like, you know, instead yeah. of looking up like you know what the greatest sandwiches in each state, like you know, like. So, <laughs> but Iowa was the loose meat sandwich. So apparently they went to Iowa and discovered the loose meat sandwich and brought it back to uh, to Lanford, uh, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Um, so that probably went on longer than he thought it was going to be because he yeah. said there's a shorter one and a longer one. So, right. oh, okay. But it's so a longer I'll one. go to the next one, which is, uh, hold on, let me. Uh, no, no, you lost. St- it. No, no, I got it. Uh, <laughs> you can talk about loose meat no, no, a little more. No, 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 no. Stop time or stop time. It's Scott Stapp <laughs> or Scott Stop. He could stop time and use Nickelback to save the world. No. <laughs> well, first off, isn't that the guy from Creed, or does that not? Or oh, Creed? Oh, who cares? It's like. <laughs> 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 I wrote Watch down Nickelback in my notes. Yeah, Creed, I meant. But I wrote down Nickelback. So I was like, 
you know, he, you know, he gets higher or is it like, what does, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, so it's kind of like Mike, Land, it's like Mike Land. So in other words, Scott Stapp plays Scott yeah, Stapp Stapp. on the yeah, show. Yeah, Scott Stapp. Well, he can still play Scott Stapp, but he stops time. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like Quantum Quantum Leap. It's Quantum Leap, but with Scott Stapp. Okay. So, and he uses Creed. No, no, he uses Creed or Nickelback, I guess. So like, when, so what do you mean he uses it? So he has like a boombox no. or something whenever he presses play. Then we he goes back stops? in time and he sees that, you know, the world's in crumbles. So if I, uh-huh. let's use my music of Creed or Nickelback to save the world. And then he goes back in time, back and forth. So, you know, it's for like Nickelback, you know, gotta be a rock star. It's like, <laughs> but I guess Creed would be like uh, all these uh, religious-y things. But it'd be done in a funny way, like Quantum Leap. Uh, all right. Okay. I guess, sure, that could work. Uh, you know. Matt, thoughts? Yeah. Well, didn't we think that, because I think where you got Nickelback in your notes, I almost want to say we had Nickelback as the bad guy. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nickelback's <laughs> the bad guy. Nickelback's Creed's the good guy. guy. Yeah. yeah so, right. So, I think that's what it was. was I think we had like a whole se- Oh, Kroger. Chad Kroger. Yeah, Kroger. Yeah, perfect name for yeah. a villain. Chad Kroger. So, yeah, it sounds like, evil. Yeah. yeah. So Chad Kroger also has this like time portal. He mm-hmm. wants to save the world, but he's evil. So he wants he wants to destroy the world with Nickelback, and then Scott Stab wants to save the world with Creed. There we go. That's that's correct. There we go. I mean that that would to me that would be a very hard show to sit through. But uh, <laughs> no, no, this is a movie. Oh, a movie. Sorry, I keep thinking these are TV shows. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned Quantum Leap. I thought it was a show. Well, it could be yeah. like Quantum Leap, but also this actually would be a movie. So. Oh, okay. All right. So well, the licensing changes how hard it would be to sit through. No, the licensing rights are very expensive, though. So you well, have to Nickelback. Sure they are, but, yeah. uh, but I assume the movie would be filled with Creed and Nickelback music, right? Because yes, you have to be a huge fan. So they're because usually, I guess, if you're a fan of one, you're probably a fan of the other. So yeah. I guess that would appeal to that fan base. You know, I don't want to traffic in stereotypes, so I no. won't. I won't. I won't give my opinion of yeah, right. of them. But uh, <laughs> I, it would be a tough sit for me, as you might say. Oh, okay. Because but you could see, and then then Chad Kroger and Scott Stapp they fight at the end. Wouldn't that be amazing? I kind of like the idea of stopping. So. They played music and time stops, which kind of is yeah. like what it feels like. It's like, oh my god, is this over <laughs> yeah, yet? Yeah, that's uh, what. Yeah. Well, because I think the other idea we had was that everybody talks like they're singing in yes, one yeah, of those modern else. rock, you know, early two thousand <laughs> yeah, modern funny. rock groups. So it's yeah. like, yeah. that's in here. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So what would be like a sample line of dialogue from? Yeah. So. Watch my music is able to stop time. Stop time my music. If you sing like that, why wouldn't you talk like yeah, that? Yeah, you talk like right. that. So, yeah, that's right. stop time. so even if in the more mundane bits of dialogue, like he walks yeah. in, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm home. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all his exposition, but he sounds like that. <laughs> like a coffee, or coffee, cream, to sugar, you know. Like, wasn't it, wasn't it uh, Dave Grohl who who made fun of them by doing a, like a version of, um, you know, uh, Arms Wide Open, but it was called My Mouth's Not Open? Um, <laughs> right? Funny. Yeah. It's very foul, yeah. I remember the bridge, he was like, it sounds like, what was it, it sounds like, sounds like, Pearl Jam, or it sounds like something, sounds like Alice in Chains, I just said, my mouth's not open, yeah. <laughs> in the pews at church, and I was like, yeah, I think it's like, <laughs> oh, I, oh, that's funny, yeah, I think it was like an MP3 that was like kind of floating around where he, I think, he, I don't know if he was like on a radio show or something, but he like did this, because I know Dave Grohl like was not a fan of that kind of, because he, he felt like they were ripping off like Nirvana and, you know, that the grunge scene, Certainly. so I think, Sure, that's 
that sort of Eddie Vedder-esque way of singing. That right, sure right. Very influenced by. Yeah, or the Alice in Change thing too. They, I know, like he said, the one that he thought ripped off Nirvana the most was Bush. Like he was not a fan of Bush. Um, he, he, you know, but um, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of the thing with music, right? It's like you get like the originators, and then there's like this whole. So I mean, remember, I mean, Alanis Morissette, she was like, you know, uh, she did like pop music in in Canada and was on. You can't do that on television, and suddenly they were like, no, let's make her into an alternative queen, you know, and and give her yeah. a song about like you know having sex Being in a ironic. theater and yeah, all that stuff. And being ironic, don't you think? Right, of course. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah so. A few more. Oh, no, go ahead, please. You want to talk more about this uh, idea? No, I, I, I think that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, I, right? I, I... Yeah, I know. I think it's good. I mean, yeah, I think we did have an idea about Dave Grohl or Dave Grohl like character having some kind of role, but I can't remember exactly. I mean, maybe, but maybe that was the Nickelback thing, right? Because Nickelback, Nickelback is was correct. Yeah I, yeah, I, I guess I didn't put that in my notes. Yeah, the Nickelback, uh, the villain, and then because uh, I'm kind of imagining this as, as like a big Hollywood like Michael oh, Bay style, super expensive oh, production, hundred millions of dollars. Yeah, like, <laughs> and so point, Hollywood's pouring everything into this. Yeah, so this, this is this is it. Like this is the and blockbuster it, it, it season. Directed by like Michael Bay. Yeah, yes. big blockbuster event movie summer thing. Yeah, that, yeah that's kind so of like, what I'm seeing. This couldn't yeah, be July Fourth this summer. Michael right, Bay right. and his son <laughs> Michael Bay Jr. Because <laughs> Michael Bay Jr. is probably like a big fan of this type of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Michael Bay Jr. will be born around this time frame. Yeah. Michael Bay, I love, yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited for Michael Bay and Michael Bay Jr. to come together to make this movie. And, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MBJ and will be getting together to make <laughs> a movie with his favorite uh, musical stars. And I guess the love interest would have to be Avril Lavigne, right? So. Yes. Yeah. We go all. We're going back to 2002, everybody. So, I love the idea too of it being Avril Lavigne, right? And like in the credits, it says, "No, it's really her. She's really alive, right?" Because that whole rumor about her being dead. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be in the credits. And her name in the movie would be like Avril Jones. Right. Oh, <laughs> April Jones. Like, maybe, like, or would be like, like uh, <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't. She's like Tony Danza. She wouldn't answer to any other name. Besides <laughs> Avril, I was gonna call her Skater, but it's spelled with the A. Skater girl. Skater yeah, girls. Skater boy. B O I. Yeah. We we love spelling boy like that in the early two thousand. You know, big yes. boy. Well, it's yeah. all over the our, our MySpace pages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I I love the idea too that like. Avril Lavigne has a whole career as like like the millennial. I don't know if she's millennial or Gen X. I don't know exactly what. But anyway, but like the idea of her being like the millennial Tony Danza that she's just plays Avril in all of these shows, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that. Like I would I would love. Now I know we're kind of going off track here on who's That's the okay. boss or okay. on, on like no subject, but but a who's the oh, boss where she plays a, a maid, right? And <laughs> she's like, but like she's like you know like. Uh, yeah, this this is just beautiful. Like the idea of Avril Lavigne as a maid, you know, and and a, and a re- reboot of Who's the Boss, and um, and then maybe you got Sean Ferris as your himbo. Um, I mean, I don't sure. know if he's he's a good equivalent to Judith Light, but he's a good modern equivalent to what uh, an Avril Lavigne Who's the Boss would be. Because you know, Judith Avril Lavigne would pl- be. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I said, you know, she'd be very sassy. You know, she she she. Ha- that's sort of well, like she a wears a tie. Attitude all the time well, she wears a tie over her shirt, like in these <laughs> videos that she does in the 2000s. It's like, <laughs> and don't forget, she married Chad Kroger in real life. Well, right, right. So it all makes and, sense. She could be the villain, or like well, the uh, Chad Kroger's yeah. villain character. His wife. I, mean, I said I wasn't going to traffic in stereotypes, but I'm sorry, I have to say this. If they ever had kids, the kid would be the most musically untalented person. <laughs> Ever. 
like there'd be such a dearth of musical talent, it would create like some sort of vacuum. And then no, like, you know what? You know, no, you know what their kid would be? Their kid would be Ed Sheeran. That's what their kid would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you <laughs> just like you put, pumping yeah, out like perfect. the same like four chord like like you know like fast food yeah. music that makes them hundreds <laughs> of millions music, of dollars. Like you know, just like yeah. oh. No, this I, I'm going to make a song that sounds kind of like this song, but isn't exactly this song. And I'm just going to pump it out and kids aren't going to know the difference and they're just going to buy it up. But that's that's what it would be. It would be the most commercially successful. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be it would it would be Ed Sheeran with a Canadian accent instead of a, yeah. an English accent. Yeah, no, you got it. No, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's 100%. It's fast food music. It's not even good for shop rock. Right. No, no, no just like this is so shop rock. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we've mentioned shop rock where, you know, um, <laughs> Probably the best example is, you know, you can't go into a Walgreens or Home Depot without hearing, I don't want to wait till my life to be a <laughs> Paulicole. Paulicole, that's, and that's yeah. every time I've shopped for anything that's been on <laughs> pumping through the speakers and also barely breathing and the Duncan sheep. Yeah. See, I would I would be okay yeah, with the those. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that that's no, what's it, like. Well, because like the modern stuff, the modern like like CVS, Rite Aid, you know that kind of thing that you hear now. It's just like this horrible like repetitive stuff that's like kind of like the stuff that's not really rock, right? I guess it's like considered post rock, but the stuff from like the the 2010s that is just like it's just like very repetitive and it's just like you know like like you know you know like I don't know some sort of like monotone like like. Verse, verse, chorus, you know, it's just like, but it's like, I would love to hear some polycole and then CBS, oh, like CBS, I mean, give me more polycole. Maybe it's a Connecticut thing. And in Connecticut, they, we get a lot of polycole over the loudspeaker and, um, Maybe some and a Sean lot of Duncan Sheep. Yeah. And Sean Colvin. Yeah, some Sean, some Sean Colvin. But, you know, the very sort of light, inoffensive rock, like there's nothing really yeah. wrong with it, but it's very bland. Well, yeah. why don't we have a store? That, you go into a cool store to shop and it only plays cool music. So you walk in and they have a, only a memory. Well, that's true. They play and like Scorps and all that stuff. Or well, just I, I cool it, music, great it's music. A good idea. Like well, some record stores, you know, they play good music. And yeah. But the thing is, you know, I think we mentioned this before maybe, but I guess the overnight shift at Stop and Shop, yes. just like to, to keep the workers kind of up and going, they blast Metallica and Slayer, I'm told. <laughs> Oh, really? uh, <laughs> just, just to kind of keep them up and on their toes so like if you walk into a stop and shop in like the middle of the night and they're stocking the shelves you might hear some like heavy metal like played at a louder volume i heard about this i think it's true that's awesome yeah, the, the that, co-op like, kind of a co-op plays it Oh, the co-op near me, they, they don't play Metallica, but they play a lot of 90s alternative. It's like the kids are kind of into 90s alternative or they'll play like 90s, like early late 90s, early 2000s, like neo soul stuff like Erica Badu and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it it is a definitely a change of pace, especially because I oftentimes I'll go from Rite Aid to the co-op because they're near each other. And so it's like <laughs> I'm in Rite Aid and I'm hearing like Kelly Clarkson or, you know, um, you know, there's this one song that I hear all the time where they could just like they just keep the guy just keep going. There's no stopping us right now. And that's like, that's all he says. And it's like, how is this good? But it's like, it's, like you said, it's shop rock. Like, it was like almost like it was designed in a studio to make sure it can be played in as many stores as possible. Yeah, you know, I, you're, you're right. And I think we'll we'll always be hearing that as long as we shop. I guess my question <laughs> is, why? Like, OK, so you're listening to this music. How does that help? Well, wow, you need your yogurt, but you need to have inoffensive music. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure you do. Like, I wonder if they did an experiment where they play the shop rock mm-hmm. and people shop and they see what happens and they do it with no music at all. It's just silent. Mm-hmm. Would there be any outcome that's different as far as people's shopping habits? I actually yeah. think there would be because, you know, it keeps you moving. 
you know, and, silence, like silence, silence yeah. is violence, as I say. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like so. yeah, that must be what they're talking about. Yeah. So that, I don't know. I mean, if anything, some of the music is so bad, it makes me want to get out of the store faster. And right. So I move right. along a little faster. It's like, oh, I can't. I don't want to hear this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so that's why well, we need like, a store. And, 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 good stuff. and this is no comment on the quality of the song, but you know, when I was at Big Y the other day, they were playing Losing My Religion by R.E.M. <laughs> like, is this something I really want to like hear when I'm buying groceries? I don't know. <laughs> that, that's a great point because the, the Trader Joe's near me, the kids play 90s alternative there too, but they don't always pick the best songs. And one of them they played was, um, remember Tracy Bonham, Mother, Mother? <sighs> it was like, I'm Mother, not, Mother, I'm the da-da. And then, it, then it, like, there's this like screaming part where she's like, I'm rubbing. I'm losing my mind. Everything's fine, or you know, and it's like it's like really uncomfortable. She's like screaming, like you know, it's like it's almost like she's like this woman who's like moved out, I guess, or something like that. But it's just like it was from the '90s, and I think it was a like buzz clip at the time. Um, oh, buzz clip, yeah. I, know, it, I love buzz clips. Yeah, but I'm like I'm like you know like trying to pick out like you know bottles of water and, and you know grated <laughs> yeah. cheese, and like there's some woman screaming Great like item. everything's fine. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. no, it's weird. Yeah, no, definitely. Sometimes they will play like an oddball song like that. It would, yeah, um, I def- we've definitely talked about that before because I remember talking about. Now I forgot the name of the song again, but it was, oh, I'm drawn to you, whoa, I'm drawn back to you, and I, it's like I know, I know. so. I think I mentioned this before, but I will get the song. Well, not the song. I can't read out the play, right? But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, Parker I, Theory. So it's like, wow. I don't. I don't was, think I know that. It's it's not a, for a stop and shop song. It was somewhat pretty rocking. Mm. Like you are the one who keeps me going. It's like, it's like you'll hear it. You'll you'll hear it one day, or I'll play it for you, Brett. So and I might, few, yeah, I'd like to hear hear that. Yeah. And then just one quick thing. On one day, I was at okay. Walmart, and they were playing "Every Day Is Like Sunday" by Morrissey. Oh. And, it's, and it's like, because you know the lyrics are "Every day is silent and gray," and I'm so, and it, like, people are sort of moping along in their in their with their shopping carts. I'm like, this isn't really uplifting my yeah. shopping. Um, so it, that was, I thought, a very strange choice. So I have three more. I have one, like, mini one and two bigger okay. ones. Okay. Uh, so I have, this is being talked about a few weeks ago, Brad, which is Scott Beowulf. Yes, I love Scott <laughs> Beowulf. This is a genius <laughs> idea. That's yeah. all I have, but we can expand the bonnet. I, yeah. I mean, I can't believe anyone, no one's thought of this. I, should, I guess I should have ended on that one. Uh, well, we'll see. But I mean, I, I mean, to me, this is a no-brainer of an idea. So it's, he it's has a, most in the name. It's, it's re, the retelling of of the classic tale. Yeah, but with yeah. Scott Bayo as the main character, as Beowulf, and it actually spelled B A I O, not B E O. W U L F. Yeah. Yeah, W O L F, just to make it more modern for children. Well, maybe today. Scott Wolf could be involved. And Scott Wolf, yeah. So, he, oh, there we go. Scott Bayo and Scott Wolf. Bayo Wolf. <laughs> Bayo Wolf, and they're yeah. together. Well, because well, didn't we have Scott Wolf as the baddie or the, the yes. whatever, whatever it was? Because we, we were thinking about maybe doing like an Albert Pion's or no, not, not Albert Pion's Bayo Wolf. It was um, remember the Christopher Lambert Bayo Wolf where he's like yeah, flipping around and stuff. Yeah, a lot of flipping, and also has Gatsato, <laughs> by the way, Brett. Oh, Gatsato. We're talking about Gatsato. Speaking of Ryan, our buddy, he loves Gatsato. You know, Gatsato, um, Matt, he's a, a German so. man. He's a German um, guy. That's been he's a German he, action dude. Well, I mean, he's been, no, well, he's been in lots of different things. I mean, he was in, for our purposes, the most relevant one is Gun Blast Vodka. Did you ever see that? Oh, I've been, I've, I have not been able to find a copy of that. I, I was, uh, when we had that video pop up, I actually was looking for it. We saw, saw Running oh, Red was Gun there. Blast Vodka? What a great look. 
Yeah, it was no. The, the only the only um uh um oh, Angie Everhart they had was uh, running red. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, there was no Gunplast vodka. None of the um none of uh, actually no. I was gonna say none of the uh, the Michael Madsen ones. Um, but yeah, I was looking for that actually. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very wackadoo. Like it's I yeah, think it's really weird. You'll you'll like it, and and after you watch it, you will become a fan and admirer of Godzilla. Yeah, uh, and you got and then Brian loves him so much. He uses it as he was using it as a greeting, like we were leaving because you know we worked together, and he's like Godzilla <laughs> to you, Godzilla. He was just saying Godzilla is like a way to say goodbye to people. Godzilla, uh, it could, oh, it could Gats- be a goodbye, could be a greeting. I uh, I think I I know Auto now. Now that you're saying this, because he was he was in a Bond movie, right? Is that? I think he was. Uh, yes. That sounds right. Well, it's funny. You know, he has a lot of range this time. You were saying he's an action guy. No, because I think in Gunblast Vodka, he's like an Orthodox Jew, but he also plays a Nazi in Schindler's List. So, you know, he can really run. The oh, that's right. He was in Schindler's List as well. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I recognize the, the actor. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why. You know, I haven't. Um, Gunblast Vodka. It's such a weird. It's weird how sometimes these movies happen where you're just like. It's on your radar, and it's just always been there, and it's just like never, you know, for whatever reason, it's never worked out. I, I feel like I should just write a letter to Tubi and just be like, "Come on, can you guys help me out here? I, I'm, I'm a loyal yeah, Tubi watcher." Vodka. Yeah, put on Gunblast vodka. Love Matt. <laughs> exactly. I oh, he was in. God's Auto was in the. Is that what you're talking about? That God's Auto was in the Beowulf. That um, he was, the, the yes. bear Beowulf. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so so I've done some God's have, Auto. Yeah. So I mean. Gunblast Vodka is the type of movie you would likely see on Tubi. It's very Tubi. Right. Oh, it's so Tubi. I'm surprised it's not on Tubi. But it has that wacky feel like, man, have you ever seen Diamond Cartel? So I've been meaning that's an, that's that's that one that's on Tubi. Ty has been telling me you got to see Diamond Cartel. You got to see Yes. You yeah. should. Yeah, speaking yeah, it's from, on you know, from Annette O'Toole to Peter O'Toole. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's they're it's related, right? Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> So I think if you want to laugh and just well more and you'll laugh but like you'll also scratch your head like if you want to feel confused then yeah. that's a great movie to watch like you'll probably watch it and go huh you'll shrug your shoulders I mean I'm trying to it's an audio podcast I'm trying to describe it like I think about you being confused you'll feel yeah quizzical face yeah, yeah like, quizzical be, but you'll be entertained I'll tell you that you'll be very it'll be like the Tucker Carlson quizzical face like hmm. <laughs> But but it's a strong recommend. I'll oh yeah, that. it's a great movie, Diamond Cartel. Well, it's that is so... Michael Madsen from uh, Supreme Sanction. Oh, I'm gonna kill your daughter. <laughs> After I do that, I'm gonna do another thing. But why like, am like, I in Uzbekistan? I'm in a Hawaiian shirt. Supreme <laughs> Sanction. Like, <laughs> there was there was that period in like the 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 early like the kind of the late nineties early two thousands it was just like Angie Everhart was just in so many of these I mean I, I know she did Bordello of Blood but then it was just like I know and I guess because she was with Michael Madsen at the time and he was doing direct to video stuff but there's like all there's tons of this stuff out there that like yeah Point Doom I think it's right because she plays someone with epilepsy and it was like a she was um she was that. Uh, Doing, acting out a seizure, I think at one point, and it was like felt so tonally off that it was just like, what is going on here? Well, that's true. I think I think Angie Everhart thought Point Doom was like a really serious drama, like her chance right. to really do some serious work and not be a glamour type person. Whereas the movie also has Sebastian Bach, and it's very weird and like yeah, stupid, yeah, nice. so in a good way. Chuck Zito. Right. Yeah, Chuck Zito. So I mean, you know, there's a bit yeah. of a disconnect there. Yeah. I, I, oh, and yeah. oh, Richard Grieco, not Chuck Zito. No. Oh, are you yeah, sure Richard Grieco? Oh, oh, you're thinking of Redline. I think 
Yes, Redline, which yeah. is Chuck Zito's best work. Which, that is I some mean, of his best <laughs> Yes. I mean, Point Doom should have had Chuck Zito in it. Like, there's, it's, there's, it's really isn't a reason. There, there, there's there's probably no good that. reason for why he wasn't in that movie, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's very well said. It's like, I they had Andrew Dice it. Clay and uh, they already had Sebastian Bach. Right, uh, yeah. Well, they and didn't want like, the movie to be su- too awesome for your eyes. Oh, that's so they true. Had to, they had to dial it back. Yeah. And it was like this thing where they put this whole thing together about Angie Everhart's character having epilepsy and you kind of really felt bad for her and then she just ends up being the one who's kidnapped at the end i believe right where it's like um they had to like rescue poor angie everhart who's like an epile- you have a good like, point do memory good yeah. point memory. <laughs> they ran her through yeah. the ringer unfortunately and maybe you're right maybe that was like her thinking like yeah i'm gonna go for it i'm this is gonna be my my big dramatic uh role and then she probably watched i that i think that happens a lot for those actors where they they get that big that role that they think can really stretch them and everything and then they see the end product and they're like Oh, and sometimes in these DTV movies that really makes it like sometimes yeah. that happens and it's like and sometimes the movies is, is, is around it is good, too, but maybe yeah. not what they're making. I'm kind of thinking of Jerry Trimble and The Butcher, which we were kind yes. of just talking about, where he's like his acting like really good. And so it, you know, I possibly, you know, worthy of a movie, well, not better than The Butcher, but of a higher kind of caliber, yeah. like, like a Hollywood type movie. So I have two more. Speaking of like you said that. Chuck Zito uh, being pointing would have been too awesome. Yeah. Okay. So what about this idea? Uh, Laws of Justice. Christian Slater and Ernie Hudson. Oh. So okay. So Slater plays a cop on the edge. I'm a cop on the edge. And it's like it sounds like Bruce Dern now. But the and he has to fight uh, Ernie Hudson, who's a who is a corrupt police captain, and he has an army of evil cops after him. Oh. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's like. It's maybe set in the late 80s, something oh. like that. And okay, now you're really peaking yeah. my intro. And the cover is um, a Slater pointing a gun at someone, like, and, and then but Hudson also looking like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> so that'd be like the VHS box. The VHS cover. Uh-huh. And it's like, and it says Christian Slater, Ernie Hudson, Laws of Justice. <laughs> it's like, His Laws of Justice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a title almost makes no sense, but it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect, yeah. It's like I got I mean, you, I got your justice right here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if this if that came out today, it would have to be directed by Joe Carnahan. You know, yes. I think he could make a lot of good hay with that sort of plot. And it's it's unusual to have Ernie Hudson as the bad guy. I thought that's a, that's an interesting idea. He almost so, never plays the bad guy. So I thought that'd be a great one. I mean, like I could totally see that in the blockbuster, like 1997. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like and it's almost no, it's a little better than two left shoes. I'm trying to think what maybe Apex Entertainment would. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it's a little bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's a bit down and dirty. I'm trying to think who would release it. Maybe Vet, no, not Vestra. Um, the one you write. Maybe Vidmar. Uh, Vidmar. 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 Yeah, I can say. Christian Slater singing the song. Yeah. What you is like a. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is an idea that we never really thought of before. Like, because like, especially now where like movies have like eight of these like different production companies that that like have graphics. I oh, yeah. Family Guy did a joke about it, right? That it's yeah. just like, you know, what is the yeah, movie I actually starting? Yeah. yeah, I love that joke. I love it when Family Guy. Like, wait, oh, here, oh, it's not the movie. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but because like, like, it's like, true. Like, if you're eating, that, I've meant this. If you're eating a snack or even dinner, like you know, when you watch a movie, as I often do, like I'm almost done. With the right. dinner, <laughs> like by the time the the, the company the logo, logo is done, right. like the movie hasn't even started. I'm like, I'm wrapping it up. I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating. Right. Uh, no, I mean it's almost like it's almost a form of padding in a sense, right? That it's like, 
like like the movie runtime is 92 minutes but really it's 88 minutes if you take out the the opening part and then i guess another three minutes with credits that, that, that you know that um yeah it's it, it that that's i never considered that but i was thinking about like maybe bruce dern right like if the movie's got bruce dern in it right like uh-huh. like yes. he does the backing music so it's like you know like they use sometimes they'll do like this kind of this like wondrous kind of like you know kind of thing it's like that maybe like bruce dern going like down and down and down like, I can see, like, Quentin Tarantino doing that or something, where, like, he uses Bruce Dern's voice to sing the song. I want but to funny, I can, Tarantino's oh, yeah, VHS collection, by the oh, way. Oh, I, I hear it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, well, but, uh, well, we'll see. But I can imagine the higher-ups, <laughs> like, the higher-ups at one of these companies telling the director, like, like I don't know what director it would be, but they're going to the director of, like, before the movie comes out. It's like, you got to shorten it by five to ten minutes. we got to fit in the company logos. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. It's like, no, we have to fit the company logos. You have to shorten your movie because we need to, the time for the logos. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, like, Keone Waxman, like, yeah. impressions, I'm Nance. It's like, and then, <laughs> it's like that's assuming then, he even cares about like, his end product. It's like, right, yeah, I think Keone like. Waxman is just like, like, no, right, I'm gonna deal with, yeah, exactly. I, I almost wonder, too, like, for us, like, we were reviewing the movie, and we're like, yeah, it's just really weird how it goes from, like, one thing to another there, and it's like, it, they don't really explain what happens there, we, and just kind of go with it, and we find out afterwards, because the studio <laughs> told them to cut five minutes out, and it was, like, this key plot point that they had to cut out, and they, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> to, to make room for the company. Right, like, like, well, Stephen Dorff. Kind of almost, what, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, Stephen Dorff getting beaten up, and then suddenly he's, he's, he's yeah, freed, and we don't know fine. how he got free, right? He's just, like, <laughs> that was hilarious in Paradise City. <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, oh, oh, that's on? a real thing that happened. I thought you made yeah. that up. Yeah. So, um, but to have two uh, more, I mean, well, they, they, they kind of did that. Sorry, were you were talking about janky promoters, you know, yes. the movie with Ice Cube. Didn't they basically do that? They, he said, they released it unfinished. They, right? Yeah, Ice Cube says this is ain't finished, man. This ain't finished, but we're putting. I guess Harvey's putting out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so like, there you go. So I guess they're putting out unfinished movies uh, for that. Of course, so, would anyone notice if Janky Promoters is finished or not? I'm I mean, gonna watch Janky Promoters. I promise. <laughs> okay. I promise. I'll get back to you. It's on Tuesday. Oh, okay, that's it's a promise. Right. You're promising. I'm no, promising I watch Yankee Promoters. Okay, so, I'm going to hold you to your promise. Yeah, please, you know? ha- happy to, yeah, hold it to me because I want to okay. watch it. Okay. And so, hmm, now, I do have, take, I have one more, but I think I put one to the for No Civic Part 10. Okay, so this, sim- this would be good as far as timing-wise if we could do one oh, more. Okay, one more. All right, then I'll move, I'll move the... There's another Bruce Dern thing. We can move Okay, let's move that. We've, we've Derned enough. Well, I mean, unfortunately, he's coming back in this one. So, okay. Or, or yeah, fortunately, <laughs> okay, so it's fortunately, I mean. Okay, fortunately. So, but then but know, we'll give people a Bruce Dern break. You know, by the time okay. no subject part, whatever it ten. is, comes out, Th- 10, well, it'll be down the line and people will be ready for more. So when I set up these no subject ideas, like, well, I, I'm having some trouble at first. Like, I, let me listen back to the other mm-hmm. no subjects and maybe we said something. Mm-hmm. So I actually listened, I listened back to no subject part three. And I think you, you or Matt said something about impressionist paintings. It's like, wait a mm. second. That could give me that gave me an idea. That could be a springboard for Dolph as an art dealer selling impression paintings. So you have Bruce Dern, Owen Wilson, huh? Wow. Trump, believe me, it's a great painting. So it's so the paintings are them, but they have their voices in them. Mm. Does that make sense? So it's like No, but that's okay. I mean, so okay, so move. Dolph Lundgren plays an art dealer. Okay. And he's selling to art you know, collectors around the world and pr- uh, paintings of Owen Wilson, Trump, Bruce Dern, mm-hmm. even Dolph himself and Stallone. And, and they're all. And they hire you to do the voice of all of them. Is that what you're saying? They're, they're, well, no, not me. It's just <laughs> that's them. So 
so it's just like so you put the painting up on your wall at home and it's this is Stallone, I am your painting. Or that's this is Dolph, no. I am your painting. It's just like <laughs> or like Trump, the greatest painting of that time. Okay. Great believe me, it's so great. And they just talk the paintings talk to you. Okay, but what are we talking? What is this like a supernatural, like a ghost a super, kind of deal? It's like a supernatural kind of comedy kind of thing. Maybe oh, like a wild it's a horror. It's like Wishmaster, maybe. So it's like, okay. see what I'm saying? So I know impressionist paintings is different than what I'm thinking of an impressionist. Right, so no, like, an impression. But then that would be the twist that they're not the actual voices. They're all done by an impressionist. No, they're done by the real person. Um, that, so then where does the impressionist part come from? No, no. That's a, oh, I see what you're saying. It's just that I was just, I was trying to, okay, I get it. So, so, no, so, so here's the idea, yeah. right? Okay. Is that, that maybe this idea is that, that like, there's this guy who can do like okay, a rich yeah, little right. type, I'm right? Yes. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. And then yeah, I, was, I was thinking something else where. No, I know what you're was, saying. Yeah. Cause I, I was kind of with, with, with what you're saying, Ty, but actually make, Brett makes a good point that like, if, yeah. uh, if it's like a rich little type who like. He's like sending. He has the ability to put his voice in anything, and so he's selling these paintings with the voice. You know, so it's like, yeah, that like, um, yeah. But but maybe maybe what it is, right? Is like it 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 turns out like, I, yeah. I'm trying to think of how it would work, but I I, yeah. I, I I like the idea of the impression thing that like people think they're yeah. getting Trump's voice, but yeah, it's actually this guy not. doing the impression. It right? They're, they're, they're like knockoffs. type of ending where it's revealed. The, yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's what it is. This is like a Don Knotts and Tim Conway style comedy yeah, okay, where, great. where people are buying this hot new like thing in this, in this, in this world, in this dimension of the movie, there's a new hot thing that rich people really want, which is paintings that talk. And then Perfect. Dolph is the dealer and yeah. people are buying them up and people are thinking that the paintings are talking because that's yes. like a thing that exists. However, it all turns out that it's a money-making scheme by an impressionist, mm, hence okay. the title. And yeah, then they, he's revealed, and he'd be played by either Don Knotts or Tim Conway, and or someone of that ilk. And then it turns out he's behind this whole big scheme. And then, like, so the, the paintings, you know, obviously are bought by rich people because they're super expensive, like $10 million. And then the paintings say, like, leave your inheritance to Larry Jones. And then it turns out, like, he's using it as, like, just a way to collect money for himself. I like your idea. I, you know, you <laughs> it's just a different idea. <laughs> just, you, well, you completely turned it around. I was picturing, like, you buy the painting from Dolph Lundgren, who plays a different character, and the, the painting just talks to you while you're at home. So it's but, like, but that's not – that's, like, the beginning, but then right. what's the plot? You know, what's the twist? Yeah. Right, that you have more of like a Twilight Zone kind of comedic twist to it. That's what I was thinking. That's what that's, that's what. what it, yeah, that's, that's basically what I was trying to put together. Like Wishmaster meets Twilight Zone meets like a funny idea. It's like so there are murders. Like Wishmaster, a lot of people get killed. Yeah, no, but it'd be like supernatural esque. So. Okay. Um, okay, Matt, thoughts. <laughs> well, well, that, now I'm kind of seeing like maybe like there's like a, a, a so so last night on Sven Gulli, I don't know if you cut they had a Kolchek the Night Stalker. Um, oh yeah, movie. great movie. Oh, that's really yeah. awesome. so I love the idea of a Kolchek type character yeah. who's investigating this like this like will like 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 an inheritance fraud that's going or yes. like this this sort of this fraud that's yes. going on, and he discovers it's the paintings, and and of course you got to have like a great scene where he's arguing with his publisher about like you can't run this story. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. And maybe like. like it exists in a universe where newspapers are still viable, too, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, like, if you watch the show, Kolchak, the Night Stalker, that happens 
pretty much every episode. Right. Yeah, right. you can't run this Kolchak. You can't I Kolchak think I will. <laughs> right. it's like, it's like vampires really... aren't real, Kolchak. It's like, <laughs> right. oh, yes, they are. Yeah, these <laughs> paintings aren't real, Kolchak. Yeah, like, I think yeah. they are. These yeah. paintings aren't talking to people. Get out of here, Kolchak. Get out of my office. What it do you mean? Sound like I'm telling you. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like me. <laughs> yeah, there would have to be sort of a person who's on the case, like a right. Kolchak type. Yeah, who's that's like a good idea. Okay. Not believing what's going on, and he, you know, he goes to each person's house, and he runs up against a brick wall. You know, the, the rich people don't want to believe that they've been defrauded. So they're like, this painting is completely uh, factual and original, and it's Kolchak. Yes, yeah, this is not it. a re- recreation. Like, and then you got <laughs> There's no impressionist. Going. Someone would have yeah, to yeah. do that. That could be yeah. in the trailer. There's no impressionist. And then we, and then you then hear like Owen Wilson going, "Wow!" It's like, it's like, <laughs> in the middle of the night, like the rich people are yeah. in their bed in like this four-poster yeah. bed with a canopy. Wow, in the middle wow. of the night, like, you know, yeah, yeah. and then that's all they hear. And then the guy gets up to investigate, and he has like a baseball bat, and he's looking around. And yeah. Then of course he stops saying, "Wow." Yeah, he says, "Yeah." See, that's what I was picturing. That was my idea. It's like you know, when we see those paintings that have eyes on them when they look yeah, at you in the mansion. evil mansion. So yeah, they, but, but they would talk that, to you yeah, instead. Yeah. So it would be like, uh, you know, Trump, like, I'm watching you. And now I'm watching you. Now I'm watching you. It's like, <laughs> but, and I, I, but I love the idea, though, of, like, the guy's asleep, right? And so yeah. the Owen Wilson wakes him up, but then wow. it, it goes back to sleep. And then Owen Wilson's like, you know, like, wow, give all your money and your <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. invest all your money in this company. all You know, that kind of thing. Yes, and the yes. next thing the guy, like, I gets up in the morning and he calls his financial investor and he's like, I got to invest everything in, you know, whatever pharmaceuticals. And I'm like, what? Owen Wilson You're pretty, told me. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I don't know. I just have this idea in my head that I've got to do it. <laughs> he like, doesn't know it's Owen Wilson. Oh, it's right. No, right. Wilson, but he still hears the voices of these celebrities. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I yes. got a great tip. Like from who? I yeah. don't know, but it's, I, yeah. it's, it's, it's telling me I've got to put all this money. And so then Kolchak is like investigating, or whoever it is, you know, the guy in the Kolchak. 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 He's bad. Right. Yeah. He's investigating like, these people who are putting money into scams and like why they're giving all their money away. And then it's like they all bought a painting from this, you know, whatever Dolph Lundgren's character is, you know, like you know, I don't know, like his different name or Gunnar Nelson or something, you know, like yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. right, like, right. Yeah, it, and then it turns out like every company, like he's doing like paperwork, and he says every company is like a shell company, and right. they all kind of go up. You know, it's like a chart, and all the companies looks like a family tree type thing, and but all the companies lead to this one name, and that's the impressionist bad guy. And who would be the who would be the impression? Would it be Dolph or would it be someone else? No, no, no. Dolph is just the, he's just an he's like, just kind of unscrupulous right. art dealer. And, yeah, it it, it could like even be magic, a thing where Dolph right? doesn't know. Like yeah, he, maybe Dolph doesn't know. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. It's all I, thought, I thought they were genuinely <laughs> paintings that talk. I didn't know. Right, right, or, right. He doesn't. Maybe right. Maybe Dolph is an art dealer who doesn't know he's selling paintings. That yeah, he's not right? evil at all. He's, he's just, just a broker, right? Yeah, he's the patsy in it. Yeah, and so like there's another guy behind him who is like. You know, like like a Fred Dry, like not Fred Dry, but like a like somebody who would have been on 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 a, a show like like Hunter as a baddie, like an older actor, you know, like a Richard oh, Lynch yeah. type or something. Yeah, Richard Lynch is good. Yeah. Wallace yeah. Shawn. Wallace Shawn. Oh <laughs> man, he would be one of the paintings. <laughs> oh, because no. oh, Wallace Shawn would be perfect because <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't was, expect him to be able to do impressions with his voice. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. That's, that's that's it. You got it. You you, you <laughs> cracked this one. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah and, and obviously there has to be a scene where Darren McGavin and Dolph have almost like an argument because he, you know, yes. Kolchak is, is sure that he's the one behind it. Right, you know? right. But he, and Dolph's but like, he's I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Just art But I, oh, okay, so you're doing the, like, Dolph doesn't know anything version. I was thinking of, like, oh, he looks well, like because it's a twist. Too far. 
Right, that's yeah, the twist. Oh, oh, maybe <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Oh, that could yeah. be that this has gone too far. Right? And he confronts Wallace Shawn. He's like, the police are on me. Right, it's, it's yeah. gone too far. The police, and then Wallace Shawn shoots him, right? Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, he has a pen. Yeah. But, but first, oh, okay. they'd have to have an argument, and Wallace Shawn would be like, you don't understand. We're going to make tens of millions of dollars. This is great. Like, he has to try and convince Yeah, yeah, and then he, they, what, Adolf, and then not Dolph, Adolf dies from Wallace Shawn's bullet. But it's just right. like... Which you'd never see anywhere else. And I've never heard that sentence before. <laughs> yeah, dude, Wallace Shawn beats him in a fight. He'd have to have like a fist fight. Wallace Shawn really... like, knocks him out. Um... It's, like, it's like Dolph's teeth go flying. It'd be completely different. <laughs> yeah, he goes up and made everything so violent. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, but you just picturing something so ridiculous. It's like, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, so, yeah, there's two ways it could go. There's the way where Dolph has no idea what's going on. Yeah. He's just a patsy. Or right. it could be where they're in cahoots. Right. right. I, I go, go either way. one. It's like, but. Like, yeah. I, you're well, doing he, too much, Darren. Right, right. Cause like, <laughs> I, I love the in cahoots, but wants to pull out, right? Because there's yeah, always yeah, the yeah, in cahoots guy who wants fine. out. It, yeah, that's it, the best it, of both worlds. Yeah, okay, yeah. perfect. And that never ends well for that guy. Like, <laughs> no, like, yeah, yeah, like don't that. tell him you're going to pull out. Right, just, you know, just, just, just go it. to the cops and say, I, I want immunity. I'll tell you anything you want to well, know. Just you know. But instead, they because they, well, the they never believe. Good. Right, they yeah. never believe that other guy is going to kill them. They they just, you know, so they, yeah. they think, I'm going to confront him and say, I want out. And it's like, and, and of course, it's in a secluded area where no one can hear gunshots and right. or, or or you get your neck snapped by a bat or whatever. But but they, right. they, 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 <laughs> they more they more never... brutal, brutal violence. This would be yeah. more light violence. Light, right. light. Well, that, I imagine like Wallace Shawn shoots him with a gun with a silencer. So it's just like, pew, oh, the pew, oh, pew, 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 pew. oh, I'm, I'm dying from Wallace Shawn's bullet. Okay. <laughs> and then and then Kolchak, they find the body and Kolchak's there snapping pictures. Right. While the while the yeah, police perfect. are trying to you know, and he's like, he's like, that was the art. You know, he's like, like, yeah, who, you know, that this was the guy selling the paintings. And he's like, that, that means you got your bet. You know, you got no, no, this is this. We still haven't got to the bottom of it. Why would yeah, you know? I guess it, yeah, his editor thinks that's the yes, end. Yes. He's like, that's the end. No, dying is the end. Not. Uh, but there's more to it. Yeah. And, uh, the mystery goes on. And while Sean does not pass away, he escapes in the night. Right. right. Well, so. And the reason why, you know, he, while, while Sean's so dangerous is because he wasn't always like this high class guy. Like in his his early days, he was just like a low grade, gritty con man who kind of went to jail and has like a rough past. Yeah. And he learned impressions. Yeah, and he learned yeah. impressions in jail from a jailhouse. They would bed. have that. That's how so he protected like, himself. Yeah. That's how, because he's yeah. a little guy. Yes. And yeah. so he protected himself was by making everybody, the other guys laugh. And so that's why they didn't, he, he that, that was how he, he, by doing impressions, he kept the guys from like wanting to, you know, you know, sell him for cigarettes. It's and, brilliant. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's great. I can totally see the flashback like he, too. He does like a Dolph impression and then the other inmates in the prison go, oh, this guy's tough. He sounds like Dolph Lundgren. Let's leave him alone. Oh, <laughs> I think I think said that he's like, a, he talks to his usual wall of shot boys and he does an impression. He's like, hey, that's pretty good. You got any more impressions? Yeah. And then, then he does more. Well, he, the it's guy's like, about to stab him, and then he's like, "Wait a minute, do you have any more impressions?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of impressions." I have Stallone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, and then <laughs> you can give me, you give me a name, I'll do it if you want to do that. It's What's like, any impression you haven't done? How about Liam Neeson? Uh, I, I'm in jail. I'm <laughs> gonna be a commuter. And like, they, they all start clapping. Yeah, it's like, well, can you do Trump? Like, I totally can do Jeb. I totally did it for him. Everyone starts cracking up. And, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he becomes like the person you don't want to touch in jail. Like, they all right. protect him. Yeah, exactly. that's right. He's like, he sits on a throne. Or maybe but, a nice yeah. chair. Just he gets a nice chair. And then, like, maybe the, one of the newer inmates doesn't know that, so they go after him. Then all the inmates, like, say, no, you don't touch him. He's our impressionist. Yeah, he's our impressionist. And that's what <laughs> we call the impressionist. 
And that's that's like his early life, but we don't know that until yeah. later on in the movie. The movie doesn't start that way. You you get a flashback. Yeah, flash, yeah. When he's telling, when when Kolchak finally catches him, and then he gives his whole story. Then you get a, a quick flashback of all this. Yeah, and then, like a less than five minutes. Yeah. But then you also meet like a witch or a warlock or somebody in prison <laughs> who teaches him the ability to make paintings talk, like put his voice right, into paintings. Has to be right. right. That goes to another level. See, he yeah. was just doing it. Now he goes to a whole other level, which is right. Yeah, yeah. Level, yeah. Yeah. Then it's yeah. anywhere more than Wishmaster type territory where. And then that's when Coltac is on the case. He's just the supernatural. Right. Exactly. Right. It's all coming together. Yeah. But it's fun. There we go. For like in a lot of movies. You know, TV movies where someone overhears something incriminating and they always they confront the person's like, I heard everything. And I'm going to the police. It's like, don't say that. <laughs> do it. Like, don't tell the baddie that you heard everything that went on and you're going to go to the police like that. Right. You're signing it's, your own death warrant. Like, right. What do you think is going to happen? I don't play. I don't punk. I was in death warrant. And that's what Wallace Ron's character would do. He kind of do that. Also. And, you know, lock up. I was lock up. So he could oh, uh, take a class at the jail on that one. Lock up. Oh, uh, of escape course. Plan. Uh, escape plan. You know, here's the plot of escape plan. It's actually me and Swinton have an escape plan from uh, jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. it's, like, it's pretty much <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Let's do three sequels. And, uh, yeah, no, they, the yeah. two of them go straight to video one, but there's the. No, no, it's, it's okay. But these the you know, talking to his agent, he's pretty much. <laughs> You do a video movie if you do you do this couple of That's why you tell Dwayne I love it. That's that, that's the most incomprehensible Stallone matter. <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, it was good. I was like, wow, it was good. Um, what was the one apparently like um because he was doing a voice in like what the Guardians of the Oh no, he was doing oh, the, the, the shark Ratchet voice Clank again. Okay. Oh. No, he did like the the, the, the shark uh, King Shark or whatever in the Suicide uh, Squad, and James Gunn asked him, he's like, Yeah, sure, sure, you, I'll do anything for you. Sure, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that's that's the end of the ideas. Well, I pushed <laughs> the other idea to the next one. <laughs> There's there's so many great ideas in this. I mean, this well, we we flipped around um, the impressionist to something even better than yeah. what I had. So thanks. Yeah. Well, that's what this is all about. You know, you have yeah. a germ of an idea and you can kind of work on it. Yeah, we're work. We this is live workshopping. Yeah, yeah it really. Is. Well, yeah. well, it helped that Sven Gulli did uh, Colchak TV Sven-Gooley. movie last night. So Perfect. and it was like I fresh mean, in my like, mind like, as we were talking about the idea of this. Like, oh, of course, Colchak. You know, yeah. Yeah, just happened to see it. I mean, it all kind of came together. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, do you have any personal favorites that you like, Brett? Well, I think you'd probably guess, but I really oh, like, Age of yeah. Violence. Yeah, well, not the one with the Netto tool and uh, right, Age of Violence. It's it's Age of Violence, yeah, that's okay. probably my favorite. With a very close second being Himbo, I like okay. that. Um, third, just off the top of my head, might be the Scott Stapp thing. Um, yeah, okay. What about <laughs> cat, cat lawyer, uh, uh, cat judge? Not, okay. not one of my favorites, but okay. you know, <laughs> but no, it's still not bad. I mean, perfectly. No, no. I would I, rank that in the top of my personal. Yes, oh, your no, personal first, favorites? Okay, fine. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, the idea of a cat bench where like like you know you're watching TV on on you know like like during the day or something like that and you see these ads for cat bench and it's like you know the other lawyers in their robes like kind of folding their arms you know folding and then, arms like, are spinning around right exactly and here's the cat bench you know it's like you know cat watch cat bench on you know like whatever your local channels are you know like you know it's your like you know pixel channel nine yeah. but yeah but that is you know it's very topical because people love cat videos and they love cats I think cats are judge shows so cat... go ahead brett Sorry. oh no it's just it's the people of cats that's all well yeah. you mix up the cats and the judges and your judge shows and there you go yeah, yeah. it just seems like a surefire winner but you know we don't want to relitigate 
Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very good lawyer. <laughs> so we can we can wrap this up. So perfect. So uh, Matt, thanks again for being on the show. Do you well, have any plugs? Me, my personal favorites. Wait, hold on. Before you oh. do your plugs, Matt, what are your personal favorites? Of so I mean, the, the cat bench one. I think of all the cat ones. I mean, I love Catlock. I love you know, like, <laughs> you know Purry well, Mason. Or, you know, good, yeah. Right, yeah, Ben Catlock. Catlock. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think the cat bench is great. But also, yeah, I mean, um, you know, Age Age of Violence. I think is just one that's just like that would just be a fantastic movie. Um, and then um, you know, I'm trying to think of um, well, well, Laws of Justice. We had you know Christian Slater. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Laws. Justice to me. Violence. I just got that. I'm geez, that was over my head. They're because their age is kind of yeah, their age is older. Yeah, age of violence. Yeah, yeah, I just right. got. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, it's a, such a great one, too. I mean, yeah, there's so many so many good ones we were talking about here that just kind of come come out of nowhere that you're just like, oh, you know, like, um, you know, like, like we're just sort of, ba- you know, bouncing these ideas around. I mean, himbo is just, yeah. But also, like, the idea of the cat bench one having Eric Knees as the outside reporter talking to people, like, That's gathered great. around Times yeah. Square or whatever, wherever they're filming it. I just, uh, I love the idea of him just talking to tourists and yeah. getting their opinion on these cases that are just so, you know, like, you know, somebody didn't pay their caterer or something like that. Yes. Well, yes. yeah. Be like stop time. Yeah, I like stop, stop time. It would be a good crossover because, you know, at the bottom of the screen, there could be like a little Chiron saying, like, catch himbo tonight on Channel 9. Right. So, <laughs> it feels the crossover. Now. And you see like a little like very small picture of like Eric Knees like in the corner. It's like it's a yeah. bigger face and goes to a smaller face. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love you know, the idea uh, of us just revitalizing Eric Knees' career through need to, yeah, himbo, a himbo reality oh, show and then we're trying our best here. We're trying our yeah. best. We're single, like, we mentioned him almost every episode. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, Even like, on those subjects, well, we mentioned him. Like, he's like our go-to person. It's like, right. any idea you have. It's like, okay, well, Eric Knees is... Uh, is <laughs> that's it's like they, a thing on South Park, Adam Sandler. So Adam Sandler. It's like yeah, he's just like that. Yeah. Yeah, so this is Eric Knees. Yeah. Eric Knees is the most fascinating because he's like the first <laughs> reality person to... To spin the real, I mean, I mean, it was like the very first reality show, right? Technically, you know, real world, where he's yeah. like the first one out of that show to spin it into a career for for a short period, right? I mean, we don't know what's come after, but you know, the fact that he moved from that to the grind, um, yeah. it, it, you know, suddenly it's like now, you know, now it's a common thing, I and mean, we see CT in action movies, you know, we see, you know, people that do Real World Survivor, any of these shows. Well, that's the thing about CT. That was the another idea I have. Well, I'll move over to No Subject Part Ten that we wrote down. Mm-hmm. Matt, I'll move it over. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for right. sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But but but, yeah. you know, Eric Knees was the first one to do that. And it's interesting because he kind of, you know, I mean, like like, you know, he, he I guess he was too big to do like the challenge shows and stuff like that. But that, or actually, no, he was he did the very first real world challenge show. Remember where they were like real world people who were going abroad and doing challenges. So it had like like Rachel from season three um, that had uh, the, the guy from from Boston who was the lumberjack. Um but like they were traveling in New Zealand, so actually they were the first. He he did the very first version of the challenge. Um, so so I guess he was, you know, it, it's you know, I, yeah. We, we need more Eric Knees, I guess. That's all that's to say, right? <laughs> so yeah, and, all the you know, yeah. all this history, the Eric Knees history is has been forgotten. You know, they're they're not teaching Eric Knees in school. They they, you know, they, they don't. What are our know. kids learning about? Yeah. We don't know. They're not teaching about Eric Knees. We have yeah. to keep keep his name alive. Let's keep yeah. his name out there, and then. Let's keep your name out there, Matt. With some- oh, hey. good one. <laughs> up there. Yeah, so dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's where you can find kind of everything. That's where the blog is. You can find links to the podcast there, to my novels. Um, my most recent work, uh, Bainbridge, it's a, a short action novel um, about a character named John Bainbridge. You can get it on um, uh, Amazon, oh, on Kindle, Paperbrook. But it, it kind of takes place in the early 90s. He's a cop on the edge. Uh, wow. you know, kind of a throwback to like um, – 
uh, to, to PM, you know, those kinds of things. Um, it, it, like it, Jeff Wincott would play him or something. Yeah, maybe a win. You know, I, I kind of had like a yeah, maybe a Wincott or something. His character's kind of like you know, like in his 40s, kind of grizzled. Um, he has a younger, uh, younger partner, but it's you know, again, it's short. It's only like 80 pages long, but yeah, it kind of at some points it's like a send up to that kind of thing. Other times it's more of like a um, you know, a, a tribute to it. Uh, you know, the the baddie is is uh, the, the main baddie Hatchetman kind of character. It's like a Matthias Hughes type. So um, I kind of yeah, describe. So he joins the fray. He joins the fray exactly. It's like one of those things where he's like an old, you know, old, you know, uh, former Stasi um, who's like been brought to uh, America to help this this like evil rich guy out. Um, and so our, our hero has to fight him at the end. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I got I, I kind of describe the mullet in good detail, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, well, so, that is important. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can pick that up. It's two ninety nine on Kindle or or six ninety nine in paperback. Um, um, so so and then you can find links to that at the DTV Connoisseur website. So DTV Connoisseur dot blogspot dot com. Okay, Perfect. and Ty. Let's uh, see. Uh, is the website, and hey, listen to this podcast, which is on all podcatchers. <laughs> and then um, Ty Action Rocks is the Instagram. Ty Comeuppance is on Twitter or X. But on uh-huh. Ty Action Rocks, I posted Spellcaster. Oh, uh, we just Richard, about that. Yeah, we, uh, Richard Bloyd uh, from Sirius XM First Wave Radio. Uh, Matt, it's like he he's one of the DJs. He was an actor. Yeah. yeah. But he plays himself, I guess. I was reading the back of the box, oh. and I was like, oh, I didn't know he played himself. We saw it so long ago. And that's what I posted, and uh, there's all the links. All right. Well, I mean, that, that was a, a, a flood of interesting ideas, and yeah, you know, Hollywood stuff. should take note. Uh, you know, I wish some of these would be made, um, but uh, unfortunately, you never know. You need <laughs> I mean, I guess... the right executive person to somehow hear this, and uh, and hopefully that'll happen one day. So uh, thank you guys we'll for do coming up with all these, uh, oh, you're all these ideas. Um, and I look forward to the next one because these are always a lot of fun. So Oh, good. I'm happy to enjoy it. Matt, Matt oh, thanks yeah. for helping. You know. Yeah, that was always a lot of fun. I always enjoy these. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for us. Thank you for listening. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do your job. <laughs> <laughs>